you're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Gene and Chris back on the Paracast, and for Chris, it's crunch time, of course, putting the final changes in the book Stalking the Herd. And it's going to be a huge book. It's going to be, what, four or five hundred pages right now? I don't know. I hope it's not more than 600. It's it's become a monster. It's become a lot bigger than one. <laughs> Jesus. It's a lot bigger than a cow. I'm, it's, I'm having a cow. You know, I'll tell you something. I'm looking at chapter eight, for example. Before we even add the illustrations, it's already 50 pages by itself. I know. And some people write entire books that are 50 pages long. And just as an example, to show you the size of books, our guest who will be joining us later in the show, his book is 122 pages, which is what, about a chapter and a half of your book? Yeah, it's it's like one of my chapters. <laughs> Did you know you'd be running the UFO Evidence Encyclopedia variation for the cattle mutilation topic? Uh, that's kind of what I set out to do, yeah. I, I, I want this to be the book on this subject, and I defy, I dare anyone, <laughs> I really do, anybody that wants to try to tackle this subject as completely as I have, good luck. The reason why Chapter 8 is so long is because it was the 1990s when we had a, a real upsurge in activity, and I, I investigated 200 reports myself. And then you look at the 70s. My God, I, I think one of those chapters, was, wasn't it 72 pages? Some it's, pretty big chapters, yeah. You're looking at chapters like four and five. They are amazingly large. <laughs> I'm just looking at them right now because I have the actual layout files. These things are amazingly long. Like I'm looking now at uh, chapter five. We get to the illustrations, the last illustration takes us to page 71 and 72. Yeah, that's, I think, what, what chapter is that? That's the 79 chapter? No, that would be the uh, 75 through 78 That's chapter. the 75 through 78 chapter. We're right. tempting people here. They did not increase the price of the book. I think that Adventures Unlimited Press could have charged like 40 bucks for this book yep. and be a great value. Well, the price may change when they see how much shipping is going to cost. <laughs> it's going to cost twenty dollars to ship it. I think <laughs> it'll We're make a send a free scale with the book. <laughs> you know, when you come up with the Kindle and the Apple iBooks version, that's going to be popular because it's such a big book. But we'll see. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you a story here. I think I sent you a copy of this email. So I'm taking a power nap. Saturday afternoon. This is the week before you hear this show, ladies and gentlemen. I get a phone call from somebody with a very deep New York accent. And he says his name is Ron Milioni. And he's screaming because we did something to attack him in our forums. And I say, Ron who? And he starts talking about Bill Burns. And it turns out a thread was posted about him in 2009, evidently involving his efforts, supposedly, to examine some rocks taken while on a visit to one of the UFO crash sites in New Mexico by Philip Mantle, British UFO researcher. 
And somehow he got involved in this, and there was an item at Frank Warren's UFO Chronicles way back when, in 2008, about what happened. So now we're in 2014, and now this guy, years after the fact, is calling me on the phone and demanding that we take down this thread of about four or five messages that nobody cared about. Then I get an email. You must have seen a copy of this, Chris. Yeah, I, you know, people like this, I, I really don't know what to say, Gene. I, I think the guy has some serious uh, issues. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Well, the problem is here, let me just tell you what he said, because I will tell you that his email came from a U.S. Army Department of Defense email address, believe it or not. Well, I didn't notice that. Oh, yeah. And he says in all caps, please take this down. Then the link to the thread in the forum. And then in all caps, you will be charged, not charged, charged with U.S. federal criminal harassment, lowercase, if this is not removed within 48 hours, sir. And he sent me like four or five copies of that. Wow. So I think the feds are going to be knocking at my door any time now. It's still up there, huh? It's up there in a moderation mode. So it's sort of up there, but not up there. Because frankly, I don't care about what this is. The thing is here, if this guy has a problem, talk to Philip Mantle. Talk to Frank Warren. Yeah, what's he coming after you for? Just because people post their opinions on on a thread on the site? You're the one that uh, gets all the grief and he comes after? I, I don't understand. I'm... I don't Confused. understand it either because this thread was posted four years ago. Now, if you're trying to close off something or if he feels that something in those threads or in the original issue of UFO Chronicles from Frank Warren was incorrect about what he did to analyze these rocks, well, that's fine. But why come to me? I have nothing to do with it. I mean, this was such an insignificant thread in our forums. Let me explain. On the Paracast forums, we have between 175,000 and 180,000 messages. I'm serious. Because we've had this forum open for eight years since the Paracast first started. So for me to know what's in a little topic thread of five messages posted four years ago, I'm sorry, I'm not that good. Yeah, I thought you were this, the... Uh superhero of the uh, the forum with uh, elephant memory and all that. So that's not true, huh? Yeah. Truth comes out. So you're not a forum superhero. You cannot remember every post. Only one out of every 4,000, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and But to see what happened here is he drew my attention to something yeah, that was o- say, so insignificant. Defense, uh, email address and uh, threats of legal action, that, that would catch my attention. Right, especially the fact that I sent it back to the abuse email address at the Army and asked them to figure it out for me. Did you know that? Oh, that was a good move. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, the threat is up there. If anyone cares, now that we've drawn attention to it, yeah, let's... <laughs> now plenty of people will get up there and start looking... I did notice uh, some comments on there uh, that were not um, particularly flattering for this uh, person from New York. And they spelled his name wrong. Oh, well, that's probably what All right. You know, I mean, I get calls from people, telemarketing people, and they say, is this Mr. Jenny Steenberg? 
I say, there's no one named Jenny here, and I hang up the phone. Yeah. And they never get the message. Yeah. Speaking of messages, a couple of years back, we had a gentleman named Ryan Skinner as part of a Skinwalker Ranch roundtable. And we also featured the whistleblower Chip on that show. What? This was one of our best-received shows. It was just an amazing experience. I'm not an expert on Skinwalker, and I learned so much from this episode. And now Ryan has this new book out called Skinwalker Ranch, Path of the Skinwalker is the subtitle. This could be a fascinating session. That is if the feds don't arrest me. <laughs> I have to think of this old song from the 60s, from Napoleon the 14th. They're coming to take me away, haha. Yeah, to the funny farm where life is happy all day long. And life is beautiful. And I'll be happy to see those forget about it. <laughs> I used to actually be able to recite that thing. <laughs> yeah, I did too, actually. It was actually written by a songwriter named Jerry Samuels. But who cares about the trivia? This is not trivia. Ryan Skinner, the book is Skinwalker Ranch. Path of the Skinwalker with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Quantitative easing, unemployment at depression levels, Europe financial system falling apart, China getting out of U.S. treasuries. At the end of 2008, the time of TARP, the national debt was at 11 trillion gold, trading around $850 per ounce. Close to 2012, the national debt exceeded 16.4 trillion, gold doubled to $1,600 per ounce. The 20 trillion threshold for the national debt is inevitable. Politicians in Washington have a ferocious appetite for spending and stimulus. What's worse, a printing press to finance. A hundred years ago, we had a gold standard to limit this madness, but now you have to adopt your own gold standard. Don't be fooled with paper promises. Get Midas Resources 10 Reasons to Buy Gold free by calling 800-686-2237. Understanding the gold and silver market may be the only insurance you could have to avoiding the next economic crisis. Call 1-800-686-2237 and order your free copy. Again, that's 800-686-2237.
time and time again. You need to come here and help us. We need assistance. Please. Those we should be able to depend on let us down. Federal and state and local officials saying help is on the way. Will the folks here in Bell Harbor say show me? Don't depend on the government to save you. Take action now so that you're prepared for the next disaster with MyPatriotSupply.com. Get the best prices on storable food, non-GMO seeds, water filtration devices, home canning equipment, survival and self-reliance books, and more at MyPatriotSupply.com. Call 866-229-0927. We are hurting down here, and we need help immediately. Before it's time to survive, it's time to prepare. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com Question. Could too many GMO foods and toxins be overloading your digestive and immune systems? Answer, yes. If you're searching for a powerful detox that's gentle enough to use every day, use Pro-EM-1 from Terraganics. Pro-EM-1 is a powerful liquid probiotic that uses good bacteria to suppress pathogens and gently eliminate toxins from your body. A healthy digestive system will cleanse and remove toxins, support weight loss, improve absorption of food nutrients, and aid in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM-1 is made with only non-GMO and certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is dairy, soy, wheat, and gluten-free. Pro-EM-1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Also available through Amazon Prime. Pro-EM-1 from Terraganics. Life's getting better. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you'd like to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. Or check us out at iTunes. The book is called Skinwalker Ranch, The Path of Skinwalker. And let me just read you this paragraph, this introductory paragraph on the cover page. Come with me as we walk along the forbidden path of the Skinwalker and investigate the mystery surrounding Skinwalker Ranch. This is more than a story. It is a chronicle of chilling events that actually happened. Stories that I will never forget. I was thinking as I read this, Ryan, that maybe who I needed was the late Fred Foy. He was the announcer who did The Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger rides again. That's what I needed, that voice. Gene, I, I think that's a little ahead of Ryan's time. That's ahead of my time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, thir- I'm 37. I- <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> no but, but I get your point behind that. I'm Lone kind of building Ranger. Up a, yes. A chilling event. Right, right. Or I like the other one, the quote from Paul McCartney. I used to think that anyone doing anything weird was weird. I suddenly realized that anyone doing anything weird wasn't weird at all. It was the people saying they were weird that were weird. From Paul McCartney. Where did he say that, Ryan? I was just looking up quotes that I thought were relevant. That one really spoke to me. So A what, lot of family and friends kind of question you know, what I'm doing all the time out, out there in Utah and just how weird of a hobby I have, I guess. 
Now, that's a good place to start, Ryan. Yeah, what is your motivation, dude? I mean, you live in where in Wisconsin, right? I live in Wisconsin. Yeah, and you're talking 14, about what's the round 1300 trip? 1300 miles away, yeah. It's 1300 miles. So you're talking 2600 mile round trips. How many times have you done that? I try to do it at least 2 to 3 times a year. And I've done that for the past 6 years. Which airline is enriching themselves by this? <laughs> I I actually have a RV that I equip to go off-roading and I, I try to take that out as much as I can. So this is uh, like a two-day trip or something like that? I try to spend at least a week to two weeks when I'm out there. I'm thinking in terms of the driving time. Oh, the drive. Yeah, it's a two-day trip. Okay. Two days to get there, two days back. And then, of course, you want to spend a week or so there to make the trip worthwhile. <laughs> Let me ask you a question here. Do you actually have a day job that you are missing because of this? I'm self-employed. So I guess I have some luxury in my schedule to be able to take trips like this. But what attracted you to make this pilgrimage? Because I tell you something, I used to be the kind of person when I was 37, which is more years than anyone cares to remember, I do this kind of thing where I travel 1,500 miles at a clip to go to convention or somewhere that was interesting. What is my biggest motivator or why am I doing this? Yes. It's definitely become a, an obsession of mine over the years. There's a lot of haunted houses and just little paranormal supposed hotspots all over Wisconsin and southern or northern Illinois. But really, there, there's nothing that replicates itself on such a continual basis as, as what's found at Skinwalker Ranch. I mean, there really is a reason why all these different agencies, you know, and a billionaire and NIDS and Bass, everybody's so interested in the ranch and the, these kind of high-profile people. They, they found an interest in that because of they're able to study the phenomena which almost goes against calling something paranormal in the first place as it's supposed to exist outside of science's uh, scrutinizing eyes. But we are able to test and, and experience the paranormal in that location. I can't do that anywhere out here. Okay, so what first got you to latch on to this mystery? Was it the book from George Knapp? Yeah. Well, it was my experience. I didn't even know about the book from George Knapp. And I, I write in my own book about my chronicles going out through traveling through Utah. I'm on I-70, just south of the ranch. And I had a, a unusual experience with a ball of light that uh, followed my car. And we eventually pulled over and found uh, alien-like creatures. And just that, that whole event just uh, sparked my interest and fueled my interest for for what was so peculiar and interesting about that area. And the more I researched, I came across the book, uh, Hunt for the Skinwalker, and found directly to the north, I mean, immediately to the north where we were having our, uh, where we had our encounter uh, with Skinwalker Ranch, no more than 20, 30 minutes away. And from that point on, I just became obsessed with the topic, tried to read as much as I could, and began a hunt uh, of my own to try to find out where this location was and and I had to get out there and look for some answers to what had happened to us. Have you done any exploring south of there uh, in the southern part of the Uinta Basin, uh, down towards the uh, border uh, with with Colorado uh, Baxter Pass, which is uh, goes right over the corner there of Utah uh, into Colorado? Have you explored that area where the gas fields are and and the uh, oil rigs and stuff down there? Uh, by Cisco, Utah, is that what you're talking about? Uh, I'm not sure if it's by Cisco. It would be south uh, of Bonanza. There's, there's Ray. South of Bonanza, I believe. 
I would have to get a map out here. Um, we'll continue talking while I look it up, and I'll, I'll tell you exactly. I had some really uh, strange experiences going back from my first visit to the ranch in 96, um, a place called Hell's Canyon. Now, I, I think hell in, in, in America is, is living in Utah and parts of it. Uh, it it's very hellacious. And imagine how hellacious it must be in Utah if you ca- have to call a place Hell's Canyon. And I'll tell you, Hell's Hole actually is the name of the canyon. Uh, it is filled with probably hundreds of thousands of rattlesnakes. I, I've never heard uh, the sound of uh, just many thousands of rattlesnakes all going off at once. <laughs> it was, oh, I'm telling you, I, that was one of the more <laughs> frightening experiences of my life was hearing that sound. My brother was standing there outside of the, uh, the truck with, in his bare feet, and he literally would not move. He, he made us pick him up by the elbows <laughs> and take him into the truck. But uh, that area down there uh, is, there's something wrong there. I agree. I There's something wholeheartedly agree with very you. wrong. Uh, it makes the ranch look like paradise and, and uh, you know, m- maybe uh, some sort of Disneyland compared to the feeling that I got just over the northern border of, of Colorado at the corner, at the, at the southeast corner of Utah. There's one road that goes up and over um, a small mountain range there uh, called Baxter Pass uh, is, the, is the top of the mountain range. And just to the north and west of that area, is a large gas uh, and uh, gas field and oil field. I, I think it's part of the rifle oil uh, deposits there. And I'm telling you, I that is so spooky down there. I've been all over this country, 48 or 50 states, uh, many states, uh, numerous times. I've been to all sorts of paranormal hotspots from <laughs> Maine to to Baja. And I think that if I had, if somebody asked me what is the spookiest place that you've been in nature, um, I would have to say that that area uh, is right up there at the top. We've got some spooky stuff to talk about here. Boy, I didn't. <laughs> A lot more to talk about with Ryan Skinner. The book is Skinwalker Ranch Path of the Skinwalker with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> A little left, but always independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network, GCN. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com radio. DreamHost.com radio. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. 
To thank you for being a loyal listener, we have a limited time freebie offer for you. Claim your free heirloom tomato seeds, just pay shipping, right now at 123freeseeds.com. These aren't ordinary seeds. These are heirloom, non-genetically modified super seeds that are open pollinated and can be grown, harvested, and replanted endlessly. These survival seeds are actually more valuable than gold in a crisis. Go to 123freeseeds.com and you can get an airtight storage packet of 150 super seeds free while supplies last to say thank you for being a loyal listener. First come, first served. Just cover shipping. Go to 123freeseeds.com now to see if your free heirloom seeds are still available. That's 123freeseeds.com. Do you owe the IRS money that you can't pay? Are tax liens and levies ruining your life? Are you tired of being afraid just to go to the mailbox? If this describes you, then Dan Pilla can help. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been solving tax problems for more than 30 years. In fact, I wrote the book that made it possible to negotiate settlements with the IRS, and I've helped thousands of people do exactly that. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. New changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever before eliminate their debts once and for all. There's no need for you to suffer another day with IRS debt. Call 800-346-6829. I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com. These days, so many suffer from heartburn, stomach ulcers, and acid reflux. And most never realize it is the high acidity within the body that causes their discomfort. While selective diet choices can help, AlkaVision Plasma pH drops can really make a change. A few drops added to water can optimize your body's pH level, ridding you of harmful waste and acid, promoting health, and restoring vibrance and energy. Healthy pH levels make all the difference. High acidity can also cause depression, insomnia, and irritability. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops bring you vital balance that can be truly life-changing. Alkalizing boosts immune response, reduces headaches and cramping, and even helps prevent bone loss. This is simple science that helps your body do what's natural. Order your AlkaVision pH Drops for just $29.95 at AlkaVision.com, A-L-K-A-Vision.com, or call 800-518-7615. Alkalize your body, supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? Now, Chris is going to, as we progress with the show, adopt his best skinwalker voice. Right now, he's just playing it down the middle, but you just watch. Okay. Ryan Skinner joins us, and we're having a fascinating discussion about all the strange things we find around this country. As you say, going near Skinwalker Ranch, Ryan, a lot more strange than the stuff up in Wisconsin, and Wisconsin can have some pretty strange events. We have the Bray Road Beast uh, that's about 20 minutes from my house here, and that's a a werewolf-like creature. Oh, yes, werewolves. I was just watching the other day, they've got... I think two different werewolf shows on the Sci-Fi Channel now. 
They've got Being Human, which is the one about the werewolf, the vampire, and the ghost. And they've got another one, Bitten, where this woman who used to play Supergirl on TV, by the way, in the TV series Smallville, now she's bitten by a werewolf and becomes a werewolf. And then they've got a show called Lost Girl, where one of the characters becomes a werewolf. So they're always big werewolves, aren't they? Definitely captivated uh, the American public's interest lately. Skinwalkers, werewolves, it's kind of on the horizon where ghost hunting used to be the big thing. Now, define a skinwalker for people who need to be given the, the 101 treatment. What is a skinwalker? It is something that can adopt different forms, right? Well, it really depends who you ask what a skinwalker is. Uh, the, uh, I believe it was originally the Navajo tribe that came up with the term for a, an evil witch doctor. Is one explanation I've heard. Uh, you become, I believe, you become a skinwalker by sacrificing a relative or a child uh, to some some of the evil spirits, and as a result, you inherit these powers, the ability to transform into animals. And um, one of the earliest explanations wasn't necessarily uh, for evil reasons. It was, from what I've read. Uh, to spy on some of the invading armies where you could become an, you could become a wolf, for example, and uh, go undetected and do some sort of scouting and report back to the tribe. Uh, that's, again, one explanation. It's not necessarily what I personally subscribe to. I think it's too simplistic and possibly a little too religious. Well, it, it's, it's unfortunate that the tag actually even became associated with the uh, Sherman Ranch now called the Bigelow I Ranch, I guess. Uh, first of all, we're talking about the Ute Indians who were nomadic, did not have the medicine societies uh, set up in the way that the Diné, or the Navajo and the Apache do. And the whole term, I think, has been misapplied completely uh, in Definitely. this sense, which I was going to point out. I know your book has it twice in your title, but because the area has now gained that particular tag or meme if you will um but again skinwalkers are not part of the youth tradition the reason why they even mention the word skinwalkers because they they've been in conflict with the the Diné uh for many generations since the Utes actually were signed on by the u.s army to help hunt down the the Diné people the navajo and apache and there's been animosity ever since. And and some of the Utes uh, several generations ago felt that the, the, the Diné were sending skinwalkers to harass them because of their association with the U.S. Army. So, first of all, the area does not have a tradition of skinwalkers, uh, you know, being <laughs> residents or being, you know, a local phenomenon. This is something that would be sent uh, to harass them, if anything. And it's unfortunate that uh, I think Kelleher and, and Knapp even came up with that term in relation to the ranch. Uh, as, as you said, Ryan, uh, it's, <laughs> it's almost peripheral to this, and it's, it's, a very, uh, it, it, it's no way that this, could, this term or this type of, of black magician, if you will, could be right. behind what we're seeing there. I what completely your, agree with that. Completely when was your first you trip there? And, uh, and, and describe some of your early, early forays to the area 
because we're now going back to 2007, I believe, right? 2008? Yeah. yeah. 2007, 2008 was my first trip out there. Um, uh-huh. I went out there with another investigator, kind of a local to the area, because I didn't, I didn't know the area that well. And honestly, at, at that time, the uh, location of the ranch itself really wasn't uh, popularized, and most people didn't know where it was. And they went through some links in the book Hunt for the Skinwalker to obscure the location. So at that point, it was a bit of a, a scavenger hunt for us. And we did, it, over the course of several days and looking at several other ranches, local ranches, we did come across the, the correct one. And almost immediately, I mean, back in 2000, the, the intensity of whatever was going on out there was even more so intense than what I've experienced recently. Which, which it's still, even to this day, there, there's still activity going on there. Um, yeah, they've been trying to downplay that uh, for a number of years now. Oh. Anytime uh, any of the principals has asked uh, the question about, oh, it's, there hasn't been anything going on there for years. I saw stuff with you when we went out uh, to two and That's a half right. or so years ago with, the, right. uh, yeah. with uh, Sean Stone and, um, and Tyrell uh, uh, Ventura. Um, we had a pretty interesting sighting of of an anomalous light. I mean, it was just a night, in the, uh, you know, weird light at night, mm-hmm. which our diamond doesn't out there, um, and many places in the West. But but there is there is activity. Two thousand nine especially had uh, quite a bit of activity. Why don't you uh, start giving us a blow by blow of some of your trips? You've been out there twenty over twenty times. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, every time you go out there, it's not going to have. Packed with the excitement and the like, why don't you? That's start that's out by correct. That's kind of high points. That's exactly correct. That's kind of a misconception that people ascribe to me because I've had so many uh, different events that have occurred out there. That you know, what are you? Are you just that lucky, Ryan? Are you making all this up? And it, it's none of that. It's, it's when you really invest that amount of time living and breathing and just uh, immersing yourself into that environment. If there really is something to it all, then then you're going to be experiencing a, a significant amount of whatever's going on out there. And I'm, I'm lucky to have seen some pretty unusual things. Back in uh, 2007, when I first went out there with the other investigator, uh, we did finally uh, locate a hotspot near the ranch. Um, from this location, I guess what immediately surprised me is we, we, we planned to then trek uh, through the desert to, uh, to reach the, the ranch itself. But it's really not where this phenomenon is, it's not just on the ranch, it's in the entire basin. And really, the ranch itself is just a path. That's kind of why I called the book Path of the Skinwalker. It's just a path where this, these, event, uh, these events occur. Um, on that first night, as we were unpacking our car, and the, the sun had gone down, the moon started to come up, right after we arrived, suddenly we heard, uh, elect- it sounded like a robotic voice over the, the hilltop right next to our campsite. And going into this, our paranoia was being arrested by the local Bureau, Bureau of Indian Affairs, which is a local tribal police. You know, they don't have traditional police in that area. It's a tribal community or a reservation. Uh, so you know, we discussed this over and over, and I, I almost wonder if there's an um, ability for the intelligence out there to almost latch on to, to what your fears are and to manifest as that fear. Because as we started hearing this robotic voice, it was barking out commands. Suddenly, these red, white, and blue lights sprung sprung alive in the desert, and uh, it it appeared like a police car 
had somehow driven out. I mean, it takes four by four vehicles to get the location where we're at. And suddenly right next to us was, were these red, white, and blue lights. Uh, a bullhorn was screaming orders at us. Uh, we were just horrified and I guess a little surprised at our ineptness to uh, be elusive to uh, the authorities. I mean, we were, we were caught already is the conclusion we came to. The problem is, whatever these orders were, it, it wasn't spoken in English. And the voice itself, I mean, like a computer robotic kind of voice, uh, after about 10 minutes, I'd say maybe five minutes of this going on, the lights eventually extinguished. Okay, let's stop it there and get to our next segment, because I want to know more about what happened after the lights extinguished. Ryan Skinner joins Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at webtv.net. That's MrUFO at webtv.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. Yesterday, I got a notice from the IRS. They say I owe them over $16,000. I don't have that kind of money, but the notice said if I don't pay it in 30 days, they're going to go into my bank account and take my money, put a lien on my house, and garnish my wages. Can they really do that? If you owe back taxes, unless you get help, the IRS can do all that and more. Don't try to fight the IRS on your own. Use Coast One Financial Group and let them help you get a fresh start. Their fresh start program that will stop collection efforts, remove any liens the IRS or state have in place, and help you reduce your back taxes by as much as 80%. You get a fresh start if you owe at least $10,000 in back taxes. They're so sure they can help you that they'll give you a 20% discount just for calling right now. Dial 877-328-6404. That's 877-328-6404. Again, 877-328-6404. Great news, pure water lovers. BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com has a special discount offer for all GCN listeners. You can't do better than a Big Berkey for economy. For only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. There's none better than a Big Berkey for emergency preparedness as a backup water source. And you just can't beat a Big Berkey to remove dangerous chlorine, all types of fluoride, pathogenic bacteria, cysts, parasites, and unhealthy bodies.
byproducts from municipal water. Berkey water filter systems are even powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. For the gold standard in water filters, get a Big Berkey at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And all GCN listeners get 5% off all ceramic filter systems. For details, call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. A little over a year ago, I began to do a lot of research into why, even though I had a pretty good-sized meal, that I was still starving. And my research led me to a well-known fact that most of the soils that we grow our crops on here in the United States and across the industrialized world are almost completely depleted of almost all of the key minerals and trace elements that our bodies need to rebuild themselves, fight off cancer, and be healthy. I then searched out the best vitamin and mineral company out there and discovered Longevity. The Longevity products are designed to give you the real nutrition you need, and once you've got that, you don't have to eat as much to be satisfied. I've lost 37 pounds in two months simply getting the vitamins and minerals I need. Check it out for yourself. It's incredible. Go to InfoWarsTeam.com today and order your first canister of Beyond Tangy Tangerine Complete Multivitamin Mineral Complex Dietary Supplement. That's InfoWarsTeam.com. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. I'm resisting the temptation, Ryan Skinner, to use a robotic voice. That does not <laughs> you have one of those. Oh, I can. Something like that. I have a million of them, but I think they're all too cliche-like. All right, so I guess the gendarmes are coming after you here. The locals are coming after you. The lights extinguish. What happens next? Well, I mean, that's what's going on in our mind. We don't immediately jump to uh, the paranormal. You know, we're not even at the ranch, so that's kind of the last thing on our on our radar is that the phenomenon is already interacting with us moments after arriving. We're just uh, lying on the ground. We have nowhere to run. The only way to get into this place, it's about two miles to, to a pretty treacherous road to, to get to where we're at, to our campsite. Without a house around and deep in the desert, there's no way to turn around and go back because wherever, whether its lightest position is exactly on the road coming in. Um, the lights go off. There's no more orders spoken. Uh, we, hear, we don't hear a car, engine idling, nothing. Just the desert silence. Uh, eventually, we get brave enough to trek over to the hilltop and appear over the the other side i mean fully awaiting to be arrested or lectured or whatever is going to whatever our fate may be and on the other side of this hill which is no more than oh i'd say 200 200 feet away there's nothing there there's there's not even tire tracks on the ground and, and we're talking about a desert ground where you know your footsteps every footstep you take you can see the imprints of your feet or car tires or anything there's nothing there now, just to backtrack a little bit, on these trips, you were going there with your fiancé, right? No, that's, that's the initial trip, what initially got me interested. Um, like Chris was talking about, that same area of uh, that the Four Corners area, I guess, right between southeastern Utah and southwestern uh, Colorado is, is where the event initially started. As we were driving, actually, to Las Vegas, nothing to do with Utah or Skinwalkers or Bigelow's Ranch. So, so she, she at, at this point, after, after the event, whatever happened with, with me and her, uh, 
that really kind of traumatized her in a lot of ways. And the two of us had, we went two different directions with our life almost. I mean, I became obsessed with finding out what had happened, whereas she uh, wanted nothing to do with the topic. I mean, she wanted to bury the the memories as completely as she could. Is that her current position? She she didn't go with me. I went alone. Is that her current position? Stay away from it? It's definitely her current position. She wants nothing to do with the topic or so how does she react to your constant interest and maybe your obsession with this? Just a silly hobby now or what? I believe it affected our, our marriage to a point where we eventually got divorced. Uh-huh. It was, it was definitely a catalyst in, in our relationship where she was more interested in the grounded kind of lifestyle of high fashion and I don't know, Kardashian stuff on TV and and I started taking a completely different pursuit with my life, and obsessing over it and reading about it and taking these trips all over the Southwest. It didn't, the two lifestyles didn't, didn't mesh at all. And it created some tension between us, I guess. That's the big thing, though. When people get really involved in paranormal research, it can wreak havoc on relationships. I understand that. I'm somewhat of a obsessive person to begin with when i get interested in a topic i mean i really put everything into it i invest everything to build whatever whatever hobby i'm into or whatever my interest is and that must have played a role as well and and what happened what happened to us on i-70 on that trip to uh vegas sparked this this interest in me that that still burns to this day and uh i think the answers are out there i mean not just at the ranch but in the entire basin and that four corners area well, the one thing you wonder here is, aside from our corner of the world and reality TV shows and such, we're not getting a lot of attention on these events by the national media at all. Yes. Yeah, if, I mean, the media associate Bigfoot with the topic, suddenly everybody's interested or, or haunting, possibly, or a chupacabra. But uh, this topic seems largely ignored for some reason, which I don't understand. Maybe it's not quite as accessible. If you get my point, the marketing is maybe a bit more difficult. And it has to be marketing when it comes to the people who put on reality shows. Well, I have to say, I think there's been a shift somewhat in the past recent recent five years. Uh, Interest is beginning to build in the topic. And... uh, you can go on all the different BFRO hunts you want and look for Bigfoot. And people just aren't finding those kind of things and getting cursory glances of, of him on videotape or a thermal, thermal catch of it. But uh, it's another thing to go out anywhere in the basin and really to spend some time. I mean, I'm talking like a, a week or two in the deep desert alone. Uh, there is some sort of intelligence at play, an alien intelligence at play that, that's out there that's, that's unknown. But uh, nonetheless, very real and interacts with us. Now, with you, what kind of interactions have you had other than your initial encounter? I'd say the only, I've had two, well, maybe three interactions. That, that's what I'm always looking for and always running from is uh, you know, the answers are through the interactions. It's not just through uh, videotaping a ball of light on the ground floating around. You know, there's really no information that can be gathered from that. 
um, interaction, like communication is really what I'm looking for. That's, you know, what, what is the intentions of these things? What are they? Where are they from? What does it all mean? And how does it relate to myself? Uh, let's see. Many times, a pretty consistent recurring theme that's happened out there is you'll hear two voices, two male voices having a conversation directly above your head. And it's, it's in a language that almost sounds like English. I mean, you get this impression that you can just about understand what they're talking about, but uh, it's, it's muffled or it's, it's hard to hear. And just as abruptly as it, as it occurs, it goes away. Now, uh, when you've heard these times. voices, you had people with you? I'm trying to think. And no, you understand I why I'll not, say not that. that because you'll understand but, why I say that because some people will say, well... He's just of hearing course. voices. You're hearing voices in his head. Sure. No, no, but what's, and I, I agree with that and fully acknowledge that somebody would conclude that. Um, what's interesting is the other invest, that is a pretty common phenomenon out there. So I'm not alone in, in having that happen. And if, if I was, I would, you know, could you actually record these voices or are they actually just between my two ears? You know, is it all in my head? So the fact that it happens to others and it happens somewhat frequently, even to the locals out there, well, I mean, not even, especially to the locals out there, that adds a little bit of comfort to me that I'm not losing my mind, I guess. But uh, interaction, interaction. You know, the, the biggest story or the most phenomenal thing that ever occurred to me was one day I was observing the ranch from about a quarter, quarter of a mile away from a pretty high vantage point. As I'm looking down into the ranch, uh, I could see these balls of light. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to gloss over this. It's a long story. Um, long story short, these uh, balls of light, they were dancing around the fields around the ranch, on the ranch house itself, and even following one of the guards, behind one of the guards, as if he didn't even know it was there. Um, three of them broke away. There was probably about eight to nine of them in total. Three of them broke away, uh, made their way over to my location. They would kind of uh, glow real bright and then dim into nothingness. Eventually, they made their way right to my spot. You know, as they as they dimmed out, you had no idea where they were going to reappear next. And I guess uh, the fearful part of me was hoping they weren't going to reappear right in front of me, which they did. Uh, right above my head, three of them appeared. They shined a pretty bright light right down on me and another investigator. Uh, at that point, you know, all bets were off. We, you know, we thought we were observing it from a safe vantage point. We were obviously caught by whatever it was. They then uh, winked out again and appeared 30 feet in front of us, landed on the ground, and shut off, shut off this blazing light. That It was in the middle of the night. I mean, everything became like daylight at that point. Um, once it had landed... Uh, I realized at that point there's you know, there's nowhere to run. I'm on the edge of I'm on that Skinwalker Ridge on a cliff. I can't just run off the cliff, and and they're right in front of me. I can't run towards them. And do I want to run at all? I mean, here are the answers right in front of me. Uh, before me, I saw a I call it a shadow, but I call it more of a three dimensional shadow, as if the shadow itself had substance and had lifted itself off the ground and like a murky murky blackness that was blacker than the night sky around me. And, and this thing started swirling um, like a whirlwind and, and eventually took shape and it took the shape of a wolf. Oh boy. We're going to stop it there and we'll go on to this in our next segment. No wolves in the audience. But what about cats? What about dogs? 
I'm not sure. I'm sure, by the way, that you can find us on Twitter if you want to communicate with us. Send us a tweet. On Twitter, we are the Paracast. What else could we be? Ryan Skinner joins Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Great minds think alike. The network for the independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, and carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. It's no secret that silver is one of the oldest known natural antibiotics, but the mainstream media will never tell we the people this information. Why? Many drug companies and politicians have dangerous alliances that manipulate the way we live by prescribing drugs that only manage disease, keeping us dependent on big pharma. And with Obamacare at our doorstep, we are now forced into a system that many of us do not want any part of. And no man or government has the right to dictate how we as free people choose to take care of our health. The patriots at utopiasilver.com hold this truth dear. Colloidal and ionic silver supplements from utopiasilver.com open the door to a whole new world of natural healing for the body and the mind. Visit utopiasilver.com and discover the safe and effective health benefits of colloidal and ionic silver. Call 888-213-4338. 888-213-4338 and talk to the patriots at utopiasilver.com, a leading source of natural healing using colloidal silver, colloidal gold, minerals, vitamins and herbs. utopiasilver.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We have the computerized Chris O'Brien. No more werewolves here. But Ryan Skinner. Okay, so this resolves itself into the shape of a wolf. Tell me more. There's now a large wolf, uh, a dirty-looking, black, matted-haired wolf that uh, walks up to us from where these balls of light had landed. It's now no more than an arm's length away from, from me and this other investigator. It just stands right there and stares at us. Again, this is, this is not a, a fanatical story or some sort of fantasy of mine. I mean, this actually happened. Unfortunately, it doesn't have some sort of a dramatic climax to it. There was no communication. There may have been communication, but on a level a level that I guess I didn't expect, you know, no, no sort of telepathy or voice, a clear voice in the head. Um, it definitely didn't talk. The eyes didn't glow. It didn't stand up on two legs, but it, it was within, I, I could have reached out and uh, petted it, touched it. It was just right there. And it sat there for five minutes, just staring at us directly in the eye. And we didn't know what to do. 
you know, we're just frozen like statues. I mean, I don't know if I was frozen because it did something to me to freeze me, but I, or if it was just the shock of the moment, not knowing now, to run. Now, this or, was a normal size wolf, not the uh, oversized kind of spectral wolves that that uh, Terry and, and Gwen and their yeah, son again, again, this is a Yeah, this is a real story. So, I, you know, I'm not, and all my stories are, are real. They, they might sound like they're fiction. And I'm, as I'm reading the book, I kept thinking like, Jesus, it's sounding like fiction, but this is, this actually happened. This was a, I'd say a normal size wolf. This, this was not some sort of, you know, the size of a car behemoth right in front of me. The unique thing about it though, it did have a long bushy tail that was dragging behind it. Um, and just its demeanor was was unique. This was not a dog. I guess I'm not a wolf expert, but it wasn't. A, it was not a someone's pet or something. And it just it stared us directly in the eyes for for a good five minutes, um, and then stood stood up, turned around, walked behind a, a nearby rock, and vanished. You know, we walked up to the rock and looked for it. There was nothing there. Did it make any sound? Did it growl at you or something? It didn't growl. I'm really trying to relive the moment. It didn't, uh, there was no hostility in it at at the same time. It wasn't nudging its head against the side of my leg. I think like the story in the the Sherman book now indifferent. Absolutely. It it gave a look of indifference as if, uh, as if it was more analyzing us than we were of it as if it, it knew exactly what we were, but we were in shock of whatever it was. Was it larger or smaller than what you'd envision a wolf to be? I guess it's exactly the size I, I would imagine a wolf to be. Possibly, it was just dirtier than what I expected. Kind of a, I guess, I don't know how clean wolves are, but this thing... You, you know, in the book, uh, Hunt, it does bring up an interesting detail. In the book, uh, Hunt for the Skinwalker, they do talk about that, you know, the bulletproof wolf. And they talk about shooting it. And a hunk of flesh flies off the wolf and falls on the ground. And I think they go up to that piece of flesh. And they said it smelled like rotting or, or appeared like rotting flesh. So <laughs> I don't know if this was a zombie wolf. But it, uh, that description might hold some weight. It had no smell to it as well, unfortunately. It didn't smell like sulfur, ozone, or anything unique. But I was in such such a state of shock at that point that I, I was just yeah. hyper fixated on. Had you read Had you read the book, uh, uh, the Knapp and Kelleher book at this point? So you were yes, aware yes. Of, of the wolf yeah, I could have been, uh, connection. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I whipping knew exactly out a, that this a, a thirty eight uh, or three fifty seven Magnum didn't mm-hmm. enter your mind because you figured uh, if this thing appeared, you know, out of thin air that firing at it would probably just take it off or something. I remember my thought process at the process at the time and kind of, uh, it surprises me a little bit. My, my thought process was I wanted to reach out and, and actually kick it, <laughs> hit it, kick it, get it, you know, get it out of there. And, uh, and I kept something else suppressed that immediately. I mean, th- this, this threat is right in front of your face and it's not going away. So I, I guess that might've been my instinctual reaction to it. Did you ever fear for a moment this thing would attack you? Yes. Yeah, I did. And you didn't want and to be wolf meat. <laughs> well, we, we really didn't have any weapons. We didn't have a gun on us or I think we might've had a pocket knife or something, but if if it wanted to attack, we were pretty pretty bare at that time, and we would have been wolf meat. 
did you feel any urge then to maybe arm yourself on future occasions or just you were satisfied that this creature, whatever it was, wasn't interested in doing anything nasty? Correct. That, that was, I, I just, again, I give you, you know, people, when you're in the moment of something, I mean, when you're experiencing the unknown, you, you immediately, or at least I do, I revert to uh, instinctual reactions on how, how best to overcome the obstacle in front of me. And, and that's either to fight or flight. And flight wasn't an option because I'm standing with my back to the edge of a cliff. And <laughs> luckily, uh, I I don't know. So you, you were up on the ridge uh, overlooking yeah. uh, the ranch, to the north of the ranch boundary then. That's I'm correct. trying to get a, a better sense of where you were actually located. They call it Werewolf Ridge. It's, uh, it's the one part of the ridge that kind of juts out a little bit onto the field. Right. It's a real good view into the, into the ranch house. Now, just thinking yeah. here, you were frightened okay. enough. You could have gone back too far and fallen. Well, that, that's why it eliminated the, of the two options, the fight or flight, it eliminated the flight part because I had nowhere to run. We, exactly. It would have fallen off the edge of the cliff. And, and Chris, Chris is pretty familiar with that area. It would have been a good fall. <laughs> no, you don't, you don't want to go off that, the edge of that particular uh, rock f- formation there. That's, that's pretty high up. It's about 30 or 40 feet to the next level, but probably even more at that point. Well, you know, there's, there's a, we do have a lot of new listeners uh, each week, Ryan, on the show. And obviously, we're going with the assumption that folks uh, are familiar with this case. But, but perhaps uh, you can give us a, a quick uh, backgrounder uh, on the case. Um, I, you know, I've been linked to the case, whether I like it or not, because I was the first investigator that ever went up there, to my knowledge, from outside of the uh, local area there. Uh, in 1996, and of course, uh, the Shermans were featured in a series of Desiree News articles written by Zach Van Eck right. in late, uh, well, actually, it was early July, I believe, 96, that put national attention on the case. Robert Bigelow, um, I actually gave Terry Robert Bigelow's phone number and also Lawrence Rockefeller's phone number because he, he wanted to get out of there and he wanted to sell the ranch and and get his family out of there because he was in fear for their safety. And before he could even make those calls, I think it was that night or the following day, Bigelow had heard about the, uh, had read the article. Somebody had forwarded it to him, and and he had uh, obtained uh, Terry's number and called him and said he wanted to discuss uh, with him uh, the case. And uh, <laughs> Terry said, that's funny that you should call. Uh, I'm trying to sell this place, and an investigator was up here, and he gave me your number. Which I've I've always found kind of curious that Bigelow should jump all over that that particular article within a day or two, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, of it being released uh, in in Utah. But let's let's go ahead and 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 mention that the the ranch is still under secure conditions. There are ex-military types uh, patrolling the ranch. Uh, no one is allowed on the ranch, uh, pretty much for any reason. Other than uh, sanctioned uh, Bigelow Aerospace uh, uh, personnel, and uh, why don't you give us a, a backgrounder on uh, Kelleher and Knapp's book that came out when I think in two thousand four or was it two thousand five? I'm not sure. I believe it's two thousand four. What would you like to know? Well, I want just give some of our new, our first time listeners and people that may not be familiar with the case. Just give them a, a quick thumbnail sketch of of the case. 
Let's do this here. We're about to break. So when we come back after a few brief announcements, Ryan Skinner, let's have you give the basics of the case, spend much of the segment going over this. So as we go on, all our listeners are on the same page. How's that? Ryan Skinner joins us with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. Do you know how much the dollar has lost in its value against other currencies in the last 90 days? Ever think about how inflation will change your life, your savings, your retirement plans? Remember inflation in Zimbabwe, Argentina, the Weimar Republic? Put another way, who cares if your investments go up 10%, but you lose 40% of your purchasing power? Gold is the only monetary asset as no one else's liability. Gold still buys the same amount of stuff it always did. Gold does not require trust in a third party. You can possess it in your hand. You can take it with you. Gold is real money. Gold is honest money. My name is Daniel Larson from Midas Resources. To find out how you can protect your savings and roll over your IRA funds into precious metals accounts, please call me at 800-686-2237, extension 134. That's 800-686-2237, extension 134. 800-686-2237, extension 134. It's time for a home security quiz. What effective home security device is smaller than a coffee cup, fakes out burglars into thinking someone is home at your house while you're away, plugs into any wall outlet, is recommended by many police departments, and sells for less than $30? Yes, it's fake TV. This year, about one in every 50 U.S. homes will have a break-in, with burglars usually picking the easy target, a dark house that looks like no one is home. Fake TV is a small electronic security device that makes it look like someone is home watching TV by simulating the light from a real TV. Fake TV could be the difference between coming home to a secure house or one that's been ransacked. To get your fake TV for only $29.95 with free shipping, go to faketv.com or call 1-877-5-FAKE-TV. That's 877-532-5388 or go to faketv.com. Fake TV, the burglar deterrent. It's that time of year again and you know what that means. 
cold and flu season. But don't worry, HerbalHealer.com has you and your loved ones covered with our safe and natural products. Cold and flu fighters like beta-glucans, olive leaf antiviral capsules, grapefruit seed extract, HHA 4-herb capsules, elderberry power, and respirate. And don't forget about oregacillin for the lungs, normally $34.95, on sale now for only $25. Vitamin D3 120-count soft gels, only $9. Whole body and homeopathic detoxes for the lungs, kidneys, liver, lymph, and brain, normally $26.95, now just $20. HerbalHealer.com also offers correspondence courses to teach you how to handle your health naturally. And as always, new customers get a free 128-page catalog with your order. Visit HerbalHealer.com and click the Winter Specials button to save on our natural cold and flu fighting products. HerbalHealer.com, healing the world with nature, one person at a time, since 1988. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. He's author of Skinwalker Ranch, Path of the Skinwalker. Chris asked a question to kind of explain a little bit more background for our new listeners. Go ahead, please. Well, the book is perhaps the number one most inspirational book I've, or fascinating book I've read about the paranormal. And what, what always interested me is that we have a location where a billionaire purchased, or at that time was, I think he still is a billionaire, purchased this ranch, uh, this haunted ranch where these owners were terrorized by all this different paranormal phenomena that had occurred to them. Um, they sought help by placing an article, I believe, such a long synopsis. Um, they placed an article, a reporter came out and interviewed them. And they were just kind of seeking help from from the public or, or talking about their tale. Bigelow, the billionaire who owns the Bigelow Suites out of Vegas, was interested in acquiring the the ranch out there. He did acquire it. I think he kept uh, Terry Sherman on as as a proprietor on the ranch, and he brought his team of experts, known at that time as NIDS, onto the ranch to to research the phenomena out there. And back then, a lot of the the research was public published for uh, public dissemination. And they had some fascinating, I mean, one of the most fascinating tales uh, I've ever read in, in any paranormal literature about the various events that that had occurred to that research team from Bigfoot sightings to balls of light to portals opening up on the ranch. Really, the whole paranormal gambit seemed to have occurred out there. And just it, yeah, werewolves and even uh, an intelligence that I think uh, possessed one of the one of the researchers and the the book, the the only problem I have with it is it just kind of disheartenedly uh, concludes without without a lot of visual evidence or any sort of evidence whatsoever about some of the fantastic tales that that Knapp and Kelleher discuss in the book, and and furthermore, it left out the location of the ranch and and left the reader with the impression that whatever was happening out there has now subsided. And it's kind of case closed, which which is absolutely not the case. Do you think that was done, Ryan, to discourage people from visiting the site? Definitely, absolutely. <laughs> Last, I think the book actually was was a, a form of uh, of public relations and and trying to give people. You know, so many people became interested in the case so so quickly. 
that uh, the case gained so much notoriety because of the, you know, the very sensational events that were were reported going on there. Uh, Knapp had released a, a couple of newspaper articles. Um, I had I had referred to it. Um, uh, David Perkins uh, wrote an article called "The Ranch from Hell" that that got quite a bit of uh, notoriety, and so people really became interested in the case. And I think the book was. Uh, was sanctioned and, and allowed to be written by Bigelow because you know Kelleher and Knapp had to get his permission on some level to right. to write the book because at the time I, I believe Colm Kelleher was the managing director for the National Institute for Discovery Sciences, which is the acronym NIDS, and I think the book was written to to kind of give people the information in a in a form that would then satisfy everybody but it had the opposite effect it, it it turned the ranch into a magnet for people like you and others uh who went to the ranch to observe some of the phenomena that go on in the in the region as you pointed out at the beginning of the uh, top of the show here this seems to be a central point of a lot of activity but, but th- there's been many many reports of cattle mutilations ufo sightings uh frank salisbury a science teacher uh, in the area wrote a book with Junior Hicks, a local investigator, called The Great U- Uf- uh, Utah UFO Display, which talked about the area in, in the 60s, 70s. Uh, the tons of activity go on in that Uinta Basin area, but it, it, it did have, the book did have that opposite effect of attracting attention to the ranch. And as a result, it, um, it, it had a it, kind of a backlash effect. And as a result of that, um, you know, Bigelow had to secure the ranch with armed personnel. And, you know, some of the stories that have come out from from people like yourself, you being one of the most uh, dogged and determined investigators who spent probably as much time as anybody up there that's not part of the NIDS team, uh, you've actually befriended people that have worked on the ranch. I don't know how much you want to get into uh to your first appearance on the Paracast with David Weatherly, another investigator who spent time up there, and a gentleman that we uh, kind of pseudonymed Chip, uh, who was a security person there and uh, uh, violated his non-disclosure agreement that everybody who is involved with the ranch for Bigelow has to sign an NDA, and uh, and they're disallowed to talk about anything about the ranch. And... Uh, he has come forward. We've had a couple of questions on our question thread at forum.theparacast.com asking, uh, you know, how reliable do we think this uh, this chip character was? And I remember a couple of years ago on the show when this question came up, I assured people that uh, he came with impeccable documentation and, um, and credentials, <laughs> shall we say. Uh, that proved to me that he was who he said he was. But this whole thing has kind of got a life of its own. And your book is the first real look at some of the attendant activity that has gone on around the ranch by people, uh, investigators such as yourself, and some of the uh, just incredible experiences that you've had not even on the ranch, but outside of the ranch. And, um, you know, you and I, as I mentioned before, did share one with a film crew when we were up there. But um, let's continue. Now that we've given people kind of a, a bit of a background, 
we must stress that when we talk about a team of experts, um, these are, you know, credentialed, you know, scientists with doctorates in physics and various scientific disciplines, veterinary pathologists uh, investigating the many cattle mutilation reports uh, in the area, for instance. And so these are, these are you know, in, in my estimation, uh, you could almost call them world-class scientists who are having these types of experiences, which were life-changing for a number of them. So let's go through again. Let's continue back on our narrative about some of the events that you talk about in your book, uh, Path of the Skinwalker. And, and let's kind of give people a sense of what it's like to be in the area sleuthing around there. Uh, <laughs> with the threat of being eaten by wolves and uh, and uh, you know arrested by uh, yeah. voices in, in different languages and flashing lights and and this reflective quality uh, that seems to attract the type of phenomenon that that you're that you are in fear of or you're even expecting. There is a certain reflective uh, quality I see in these in these uh, reports of yours. And before we actually get into that, we have to do our break. So let me tell our listeners that we have Ryan Skinner. The book is called Skinwalker Ranch, Path of the Skinwalker. And we're going way beyond that very politically correct book from Kelleher and Knapp called Hunt for the Skinwalker. This takes it to the next level. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Man Cow has found a new home. The Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com Big business has discovered the preparedness market, and that makes it difficult to know where to go and who to trust. MyPatriotSupply.com is owned and operated by patriots just like you, has the best prices on storable food, non-GMO seeds, water filtration devices, home canning equipment, survival and self-reliance books, and more. MyPatriotSupply.com has old-fashioned values and the absolute best customer service in the industry. Look for the deal of the day, unique affordable survival 
survival supplies that fit anyone's budget. Get same-day shipping on all orders and free shipping on orders over $49. Call 866-229-0927, 866-229-0927, or visit MyPatriotSupply.com for emergency preparedness, self-reliance, and food independence. Shop with a name you know and a name you can trust. Before it's time to survive, it's time to prepare. MyPatriotSupply.com We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1 886 3653. That's 1 886 3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. It's no secret that silver is one of the oldest known natural antibiotics, but the mainstream media will never tell we the people this information. Why? Many drug companies and politicians have dangerous alliances that manipulate the way we live by prescribing drugs that only manage disease, keeping us dependent on big pharma. And with Obamacare at our doorstep, we are now forced into a system that many of us do not want any part of. And no man or government has the right to dictate how we as free people choose to take care of our health. The patriots at utopiasilver.com hold this truth dear. Colloidal and ionic silver supplements from utopiasilver.com open the door to a whole new world of natural healing for the body and the mind. Visit utopiasilver.com and discover the safe and effective health benefits of colloidal and ionic silver. Call 888-213-4338. 888-213-4338 and talk to the patriots at utopiasilver.com, a leading source of natural healing using colloidal silver, colloidal gold, minerals, vitamins and herbs. utopiasilver.com. Hi, this is Nick Pope. You're listening to the Paracast. Politically correct. That's one of the issues, I guess, that bothered me with their presentation, that they're trying to be so protective of Bob Bigelow and his concerns that maybe not all the information was being fully presented. You go for that, Chris and Ryan? Yeah, definitely. Only four people, I think, I counted in the book were actually named. Uh, everybody else has pseudonyms, including the Shermans, who are called the Gormans in the book. There's no photographs. There's no actual data. There's no uh, any sort of documentation. It all comes across as uh, kind of like campfire stories, ghost stories, if you will. Uh, having spoken with both gentlemen, knowing George Knapp fairly well, uh, over the years, uh, I sincerely believe everything that's in that book uh, occurred as close to as an accurate description of these events I think you'll find in the book. But but the lack of documentation, the lack of photographs, the lack of, of identifying uh, principles involved, uh, to me, is cagey. It's not, I, I, I think it had the opposite effect that, that was intended. It, it created more of a an attraction uh, to the ranch and to the case than, than, than anything really. How about you, Ryan? What do you think? 
Well, I think there's a real business aspect to all of this. It's, it, this is not some sort of a fanatical hobby of a crazy billionaire. That this is this is actually an extension of Bigelow Aerospace, and a lot of the secrets and information he's gleaning from the studies at the ranch, he, you know, it's, it's not it's, he's not going to share it. It's it's a trade secret. Um, also, there's a lot of rumors that swirl around, and some of them. Yeah, I guess they're always going to be rumors and hard to pin down, but that there are certain three-letter government agencies that have contracted with Bigelow uh, to do some of the research out there and are also uh, having some sort of benefit or, or learning something from, from that research for military ap- applications. Well, that kind of begs the question. Do you think Bigelow is still in charge up there or are these just uh, kind of a PR face? I, yeah, I yeah, a little bit of a little bit of both. He's definitely gets some sort of. Uh, I think both parties benefit. I think the government benefits for the military applications of of what they're discovering out there and coming across. And I think Bigelow definitely, uh, with his aerospace company, he's got the challenge of how he's going to get payloads from the Earth to to his space stations. He's got these inflatable space stations out in space. And the cost the only for doing privately that is, owned uh, yeah. objects uh, orbiting in space uh, in terms of, of, of actual um, inhabitable objects. Plus, he's been contracted by NASA to supply modules for the space station and is also uh, has a deal with the uh, FAA that when right. the FAA receives UFO reports, uh, they're referred on to Bigelow Aerospace. A lot of people don't know that. So if they're... If there is legitimacy to everything that's happening out there, and I'm just one voice, and I can confirm that there is, but uh, I think his own interest demonstrates that where there's smoke, there's fire, and and he's onto something. He's, he's for, for business reasons, he's he's gleaning some sort of information, and with a team of physicists, you know, the majority of the NIDS team had uh, PhDs in in physics. He's he's my guess. It's just an assumption and guess on my part speculation that has something to do with um with uh travel with with these portals and and transporting objects from one place to another and doing it without without having to use uh liquid fuel to do so expensive gasolines and whatnot it would be a huge advantage to his company and then from the military they you know they i think one of the scientists was named uh eric davis uh, discussed having some sort of almost possession-like phenomena that occurred to him, where where one of the intelligences took over his mind and spoke through him, and and uh, even took control. It said in the book of all of his various senses, so it had full control of him like a puppet. And uh, from from a military perspective, that would be pretty powerful in our hands. <laughs> and that's uh, that is a. One of the examples of uh, a skinwalker's ability, uh, which is probably about as close to a link that I can find to w- the alleged abilities of a skinwalker and uh, and the ranch there. One of the things that a skinwalker is uh, supposedly able to do is to take control of you and you become a, uh, a walking, talking, functioning puppet uh, at the whim of, uh, of this particular entity. Let's go on and talk some more about your trips out there and some of the, the things that you've experienced. And, and also, uh, uh, then later, let's talk about uh, your interaction with some of the locals around there. 
Sure, and if you'd like to talk about chip as well, that's always an interesting topic. That we you know what? Let's start with chip. Okay, rushed on. What's the current status of chip? What is he currently doing? Are you in regular touch with him? What's going on? We communicate from time to time. Um, I don't really want to identify him too much, but uh, I, I can say he's no longer. He obviously no longer works for Bigelow and Company. And uh, he's not he's not even in state anymore. He's, he's moved on. He's moved out of state for a new job. Still security or what? No. Revealing too much. I think from what I've heard from others, I think they know exactly who he is and kind of who this whistleblower is. So I don't know if I don't know if the mystery or if the need for protections as stringent as, as it was years ago when we first talked. I think Bigelow and team, they know exactly who. Who Chip is, is, is my guess, and what I've heard from a few people. Do they just put up with him, or what? It's kind of like that Bob Lazar thing. The, the cat's out of the bag at this point. I mean, I don't know if you know, Bob Lazar was a real deal or not, but the fact that he made himself so public, and the information, I mean, once it's out of the bag, it's the damage is done at that point, I guess. And, and really, how much does Chip know, and how much did he share with us? And it, it, it wasn't that revealing i guess he this wasn't one of the closer inside people it was fascinating but the damage is done what are they going to do in your particular case here did anyone associated with sherman ranch or bigelow ranch ever contact you and say listen this is not cool my the whole story about Chip is almost as bizarre as everything else on the ranch. And when I tell people, they're, they always think that's uh, more fantastic than, again, some of these individual stories. But uh, I think this might have been around 2007 is when I met him. And I met him, he was, as he told me, he was hired by, he was one of Bigelow's guards. And he was hired, part of his job was to uh, to contact me and to try to gain information about where I'm going to be, what I'm doing, just to gather intel on me. And through the course of, of us discussing and talking over, over email, somehow uh, I think he became a little disenfranchised with, with his job there working on the ranch. And also we became friends through almost half a year of com- conversating back and forth. And suddenly uh, – I told him at one point I was moving and I was pretty stressed out by this move up here that I had and I had no one to help me kind of pack everything. I had to be out in a week. I bought a new house and he offered to fly up here and help me move. And I guess I am pretty impulsive. This is someone I never met. And this is also someone who had he, when he was working on the ranch, I mean, had he caught me trespassing or walking around out there. I mean, this is someone who would have, messed me up pretty bad. That's what he was paid to do, to detain you and put you in the dirt and haul you away. Um, no, I just, uh, my, I guess, again, my obsession for what's going on out there took the best of me, and I took an impulsive gamble, and I invited him up here. And he, uh, we hung out for almost a week, and I learned, learned quite, he was a pretty good guy, actually. Uh, interesting military career, and he had some pretty important jobs that he had done in the military, which impressed me how he how Bigelow hires these people with uh, top secret backgrounds and these impressive resumes going into it. And uh, 
I guess that's where our friendship started. And we're still friends to this day. We're talking about Chip, the whistleblower for the Skinwalker Ranch, with Gene and Chris talking to Ryan Skinner. You're in the Paracast. Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for under $30,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet under $30,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for 129000 You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Take delivery in spring. 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. Would you like being an insider? Would you like getting exclusive access to prizes and better deals? Would you like some help in making sure you and your loved ones are prepared for the next disaster or emergency? If you answered yes to any of these, here's your simple solution. Join Freeze Dry Guys Survival Insider Club. Not only is your membership free, you get $10 in survival bucks just for signing up. Then you save at least 10% on purchases, plus enjoy insider access to specials, prizes, and other exclusive offers. Since 1970, veteran-owned Freeze-Dry Guy has been your trusted source for long-lasting, easy-to-make freeze-dried food and dehydrated food, perfect for emergency preparedness, RV travel, and outdoor needs from camping to sailing. Enjoy life as a survival insider. Call Freeze-Dry Guy now at 866-404-3663, 866-404-FOOD. Or log on to freezedryguy.com. That's freezedryguy.com. 
My name is Kay Swirling, and I am in the early part of my 10th decade. I want to discuss the issue of pharmaceuticals versus minerals and vitamin supplements. I remember a discussion between my mother and me. It was at that time that canned vegetables and fruits were introduced into the U.S. market. It was some time before my mother and others felt comfortable with food in cans. That was also the time when drugstores offered for sale cough syrup and aspirins and not much else. Let's fast forward to this decade, the here and now. Simple drugstores are large corporations with the message that they are the ones who have the power to cure human ills. Meanwhile, the battle continues with minerals and vitamins being the answer to human ills. Who will win the battle? I believe and hope it will be the belief in the power of vitamins and minerals over that of the toxic chemicals in prescription drugs. What do you think? Hi, this is nuclear physicist lecturer Stanton Friedman. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I'm the Paracast with Gene and Chris. The book from Ryan Skinner, it's called Skinwalker Ranch, Path of the Skinwalker. Now, when you speak of Path of the Skinwalker, Ryan, why that title? What's the forbidden path that we really want to know about? Good question. It's, it's a little bit of the play on uh, in the hunt for the Skinwalker. They, I think one of the local Utes describes the, the ranch itself as being within the path of the Skinwalker. It sounds kind of ominous and mysterious. And I, I like that a little bit. But uh, really how that title came into fruition was as I was writing, I realized a lot of my my journeys out there, I'm walking on what appears to be a man-made stone-built road or highway almost, an ancient highway in the middle of the desert that leads directly to uh, that Skinwalker Ridge, which overlooks the ranch. And from satellite views and and being on the road itself, I, it, it almost looks like these stones are, are hand-placed or as if there was a structure there thousands, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of years ago that was built. And I'm, I'm walking down this, this road towards the ranch itself. And that that mystery has always uh, bemused me and intrigued me. So, and there, there's just a lot of structures as if these columns had been built and spilled over. It, just the organization of some of the structures uh, in between, in, in that desert surrounding the ranch itself, to me is unique. And I've taken some of those pictures and even have some video in the, the ebook version of my book. And that's why I called it The Path. Almost as if, it makes me wonder if there was something that happened in ancient times out there that, that spawned what we have in front of us today. Some lost tribe or, I don't know. We have uh, some questions here that, that might uh, dovetail nicely at this point in our talk with you, Ryan. This one comes from Steve C., who's been a, a longtime poster, three years now, uh, at com, And... Um, he asks, is there any truth to the story about Terry Sherman and his son finding an 1880s gold coin on the ranch that seemed to be in pristine condition, and once they picked it up, it tarnished and aged right before their eyes? Do you have any additional information on that? Terry Sherman actually told me that story himself, so I'm not sure you know, how to ascertain the truth of that or not, but he, he said it in a very matter-of-fact way. And uh, it was very believable to me. Are you familiar with that particular account? And uh, 
I'll tell you, Chris, I'm like a like a dry sponge, you know, just looking for any bit of water when it comes to information about the ranch. I mean, any kind of story, and I just soak it up and and retain it. And and I'll tell you, I, I did I did read that on the forum a little bit earlier today, and I have never heard that story. And I'm I'm fascinated to learn more about it. Um, yeah. Along that, that was one of the along early that line. You might want to talk about there. the the fuel rods is another interesting story that you might want to discuss. That, that there might be some validity to that. But what do, what do you know about it? About which the gold coin, the gold coin, yeah. Um, he said. just he rattled off a bunch of 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 uh, claims and and in a very matter of fact way, and you know, having interviewed at that point, I'd interviewed hundreds and hundreds of ranchers before, and you kind of get a sense when when these guys are you know pulling your leg. He was he was uh, about as believable as any person I've ever talked to about these types of. Of claims and and that was that was the one that that seemed to uh, that seemed to really uh, amaze him uh, to to have he thought when when they found that coin he thought it was brand new when they were looking at it and uh, he had it in the house I didn't ask to see it but uh, I didn't ask to see any of the of the evidence that he had I never asked people on my first uh, visit uh, in my first conversation with them I never asked anything from them i just like like you just mentioned i just soak up the vibe of the person um what uh information they are willing to present without being prompted and uh i thought that this was going to be the first of many uh visits to the ranch it ended up being my only visit uh while he was there and uh i did totally believe him when he told me this and did some research and found out that other uh people have found similar uh, coins and objects that uh, instantly tarnished when they picked them up after seeing them in what appeared to be a new condition. And this this is uh, centered around uh, north of the area there at, at the southern edge of the Uinta Mountains, which are the only mountain range in North America that run uh, east to west, west to east. All the other mountain ranges run uh, north to south, basically, in the United States. And that's um, where you found the coin? Uh, it, no, he found this on the ranch. Um, on the ranch. But other, other reports uh, have been filed uh, of people, uh, similar reports, but further north up by the Uinas. Um, another question from Steve C. is, where is the Dark Canyon in the, in the Uinta Basin? What significance does it hold to the paranormal activity at the ranch? That's a question that I'm asked often. Okay, what is the question? Where is it? Yeah, where is Dark Canyon? What significance does it hold? Dark Canyon is north of White Rocks. It is on sacred tribal land. I guess if you're not a part of the tribe, you're not allowed on that land. You're also not allowed on Skinwalker Ranch or the vicinity around it or Hickens property. And I don't know. When I'm looking for something that I don't encourage anyone else to ever, ever, ever do what I've done. And I've I've done it at great peril. And I've run into some problems before with the guards, and I just, again, I don't recommend people doing what I've done. But I, um, Dark Canyon has always been an interest of mine and, and a location that I had to I had to pinpoint. And I've been following that one for years, and people have told me it's to the south. I've gotten all these different locations, but I finally pinpointed it. It is to the north of White Rocks. Um, it is on tribal land. That didn't stop me. I went up with uh, some other of the local Utes as my guide and uh, found the area which is about 15 to 45 minutes north of, again, White Rocks in the Ashley, Ashley Mountain Range. 
Um, Which from from the Fort Duchesne area is what, about 40, 40, 45 miles southwest, I believe? From Fort Duchesne, it would be northwest. Northwest, okay. So it's up towards the mountains then. And I have, I have a link to it on my website, right on the map section of my website, skinwalkerranch.org. Right, which is a very good site, by the way, if uh, any of our listeners want to really get up to speed on Ryan's uh, you know, reports and, and things that he's been doing. This site's been up for quite a number of years now, and there's a lot of information on there. And it is monitored by, uh, by the Big Low people as well, <laughs> who <have laughs> may be behind some of the hacking <laughs> that's gone on off and on over the years. Here's another question from Steve C., which uh, I'm very But I don't know if I answered his question. The significance of it. I think that's a really oh, good question. Oh, the significance of it. Yeah, that, that, that's yeah, a good well, one. Yeah. Why the Dark Canyon? Why, why? It's almost kind of been the holy grail for anybody interested in the Skinwalker topic, you know. And, and how it got to enjoy that prestige is through the book, again, Hunt for the Skinwalker. I think Colm interviewed, oh, it was uh, Junior Hicks who uh, was told supposedly by one of the elders, one of the Ute elders, that the lair of the Skinwalker is, in, it resides in Dark Canyon, in a cave in Dark Canyon. That's that's kind of the, the nexus or the folk, focal point of where all this activity is coming from. To me, I mean, that just, that spoke volumes to me. I had to find this place, you know, that all the answers are going to be right in there. And, I also uh, wonder, before we go on here, and we have to break for the segment in a couple of minutes, how much of this is a self-fulfilling prophecy you get the book out, and it's kind of like the experience some people expect when lots of people see UFOs. More people see UFOs. We say the phenomenon is reflective, and now you got a book that's talking about a lot of strange things happening. Does that in and of itself generate more experiences or at least convince people that they're having some experiences? Ryan, what do you think? I guess it's a matter of uh, are you looking down at the ground at your daily life and your job, or are you looking up in the skies and, and the mysteries around you? And there's, there's, it's rewarding to to seek seek out these mysteries. You know, you'll find them under under rocks. And you spend, I don't know, dark forests and hollow canyons. But it's you, you got to take, you got to get off the the computer in your chair and you got to look for this stuff, and, it, and it's out there. And it it does become, in a way, a self fulfilling prophecy. I guess do we create reality, or are we a product of it? byproduct of it yeah the more you dig the more dirt you uncover <laughs> absolutely well you have here, to again, wonder here whether just the mere search is creating those events or they're already happening and because more people are looking they find them chris i was going to ask that third question that steve c asked uh, about your recent information concerning a ranch in colorado with the same phenomena as skinwalker and news that biglow and john alexander uh, are involved there as well. Uh, th- that's news to me. Is this anywhere near the San Luis Valley uh, where I was, or is this a different location? Ryan, let's hold that answer to our next segment, and then we'll have time to go into it in detail as we do the final four segments of our episode. And our visit with Ryan Skinner, his book is called Skinwalker Ranch, Path of the Skinwalker, and before the end of the show, he'll tell you. How you can get a copy for yourself and find out more. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Free from the shackles of corporate America, we're the place for independent thinkers. GCN. 
Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Great news, pure water lovers. BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com has a special discount offer for all GCN listeners. You can't do better than a Big Berkey for economy. For only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. There's none better than a Big Berkey for emergency preparedness as a backup water source. And you just can't beat a Big Berkey to remove dangerous chlorine, all types of fluoride, pathogenic bacteria, cysts, parasites, and unhealthy bodies products from municipal water. Berkey water filter systems are even powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. For the gold standard in water filters, get a Big Berkey at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And all GCN listeners get 5% off all ceramic filter systems. For details, call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey water filters for the love of clean water. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Ryan Skinner, author of Skinwalker Ranch, Path of the Skinwalker. Chris asked you a question there. You have a response now? Yeah, what, well, what would you like to say? Where is it located by? First of all, yeah, where is this located? Do you know? Yeah, I do. It's in the Black Forest, Black Forest, Colorado. I have the exact coordinates again on the website somewhere in the forum. Is this the uh, the, the ranch uh, that's associated with the 1979 Clearview case? No, that's not. And I've I've just recently, I think I've located that one as well. That one is is in uh, what is it, Elizabeth, Colorado? Uh, just to the south is uh, currently a dump site for the county. Um, but what's unique about the dump site, it's, it's also a decommissioned Atlas One uh, missile silo. <laughs> and based on some of the locals, you know, they've pinpointed that as the location in the book. They're familiar with uh, the character, the Evans. It's called the Evans Ranch, which uh, was overlooking that missile silo. I'm and trying to remember the guy's name back in the 90s. Was it Steve Lee that was featured Steve, on sighting? Steve Lee is from... Steve, good, yeah, amazing. Steve Lee is the one with the uh, the haunting the haunted uh, ranch in, in Black, Black Forest, Forest. Colorado. Yeah. So these are two separate ranches in Colorado, two very separate ones, is what I found. Hmm. One, now, but do you but know Biglow's involved similar there? Events. I'm sorry, do you what know Biglow's there? That's what always surprises me is whenever we come across one of these haunted ranches, the name Biglow keeps popping up. And, uh, and that just recently hit my radar, and I think I shared some of that information 
with you, Chris, is that uh, Bigelow had an interest in acquiring that property, the Black Forest uh, Haunted Ranch, which which was on the TV show Sightings. It was recently on Factor Faked. I think that was last year that was on. Yeah, just for some of our listeners who are not aware of where this is, we're talking about an area that is north of Colorado Springs on the Front Range of Colorado uh, and just slightly east of the Air Force Academy where uh, Air Force officers are trained. It's kind of the West Point for the Air Force there. And uh, this area has uh, quite a reputation over the years for um, strange events, uh, hauntings, uh, unusual, very light, light, light phenomenon. And just to the east of this area is some of the hardest hit areas for cattle mutilations in the history of that particular mm. mystery. So just just to keep uh, everybody informed about where we're exact, actually talking about. Um, so uh, you found out that Bigelow is interested in this ranch then. He was in talks with the, according to an email conversation that I have, and I posted that as well on the website, he was in a conversation to acquire that property as well. And what's a little bizarre is that the owner of the property was almost, he almost sounded paranoid. He was saying that uh, Colonel John Alexander was putting some sort of like mental messages in his head and kidnapping his family or or communicating to him uh, through his thoughts. and, And he could hear his voice in his head, I guess. And how did he know it was John Alexander? I don't know. I, and again, I just have a little snippet of of a emailed conversation from 1996. And um, I think uh, I spoke to you a few days ago. We're trying to get a hold of this Gary Hart, who would be he, he was involved in that conversation, in that email conversation. Okay, yeah, you didn't mention so that part of it, but uh, yeah, I can put you in touch with Gary. Gary is Absolutely. an acoustics ac- expert. He's uh, he's real. He's very very up to speed on psychoacoustics and and um, all sorts of uh, interesting stuff involving involving sound. Uh, he came out to the San Luis Valley in 96 uh, and did a, an investigation with me and was there when I almost stepped on a 10-foot timber rattler, which is probably the most frightened I've ever been in my life. Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. I was getting going into panic attacks hours later after that one. For me, I just like to connect the dots. And whenever I see the name Bigelow or John Alexander and, you know, Haunted Ranch, it's just, you know, where, how, another piece to this mysterious puzzle that is starting to come together. Yeah. And so. For some of our new listeners, John Alexander uh, is a retired lieutenant colonel from the uh, Army. He was in charge after he left the armed forces. Uh, he was in charge of our non-lethal weapons development program at Los Alamos National Laboratory. He's written a number of books, uh, which I recommend, including uh, his most recent book uh, on UFOs, where he claims that there is no cover-up, that the government doesn't really know much of anything. He never mentions the NRO, the National Reconnaissance Organization, which monitors the airspace around the planet. Uh, There's some major holes in his uh, rationale and his thinking, but having met John and talking, you know, and speaking with him, I, I, I do actually like the man. I, I think he's very engaging, very brilliant, uh, is extremely open-minded, uh, is not judgmental. Uh, he does have, I think, uh, some secrets uh, that he's not willing to divulge. But um, he's, he's very uh, easy to get to know and talk to. And he's, he's got a great sense of humor, too. He's, 
he's actually kind of fun to to have dinner with and stuff. And uh, uh, his wife Victoria is also quite a uh, interesting character, I must say. <laughs> Let's go on to some uh, some more questions here. Uh, I have one here from P. Duchesne. Sounds like it might be a local uh, up there near Fort Duchesne, uh, or just they picked that name out of a hat, I guess, or something. You know, it's a question that many of our open-minded but skeptical uh, listeners would like to ask most of our guests, as he puts it. What would be the single most important or convincing piece of evidence that you have? Not an anecdote, but something we can look at. One of my videos shows the uh, ball of light pulsating on and off. And uh, we were there observing the ranch. And, and we, this, is, this is a diff- different story than, than the wolf story I shared. And uh, the, the balls of light are by far the most common phenomena that we that we typically see at the ranch, and it was we were able to videotape it that night. I, th- I think I have a few videos actually showing that. Again, at the end of the day, I'm fully convinced. Even the clearest video, if I was to take it during the middle of the day with high definition, I'm still not convinced that it that it would be proof enough for everyone. So yeah, well, that I don't know. <laughs> I'm just in, yeah, I'm in, kind of beating my head against a wall in a field that I don't know if I'll ever be able to convince the masses, but. Just to, to share what I've seen with a few people and just to have a few people believe in it and, and to share that experience with them is, is all I can, I guess that's all I can do. But, but that, video, that video itself, to me, when I look at it, I'm able to relive the moment and remember that and, and fascinated that I was able to get it on video. Yeah, there have been some videos and, and photographs taken uh, of the area um, that are, you know, equivocal, but... Uh, but it does suggest that there is something real going on there. Uh, this, I, I really have a sense that a lot of this activity is happening, if not most of it. And I think it is uh, puzzling some, some pretty brilliant minds and has been puzzling some pr- pretty brilliant minds for a number of years. Um, here's one from uh, a fairly new uh, member of our forum at forum.theparacast.com. Calls himself Oakenwolf. I like the wolf picture he's got as his avatar. And uh, he asked, do you think we're dealing with multiple entities or are these illusions by one entity? Uh, what is your kind of gut sense, Ryan, being up there 20 plus times? What, what do you think is actually behind all this? Uh, do you think it's something paranormal, something ancient? Do you think it's some psyops military thing? What, where do you come down? Other investigators that I've worked with believe that it is – psyops military and i i don't subscribe to that theory um based on my experiences out there i feel that it is ancient that i believe it's something ancient it's it's been here longer possibly than we've been on this earth and that area and something spiritual Uh, there are so many different phenomena and things that occur out there but i i really feel it's coming from one source uh it's dimensional in nature Uh, it's it's possibly just a place where where reality is thin between our world and, and some sort of parallel parallel universe that we coexist within. And for whatever atmospheric reasons or physics reasons, uh, that location, that actually the, the basin itself is, is unique in that regard. Okay, that says it for now. Let's pick up on this thread of the conversation in our next segment. And by the way, you can find us on Twitter, where we are known as The Paracast. We have Ryan Skinner joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. (laughs) 
Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Do you know how much the dollar has lost in its value against other currencies in the last 90 days? Ever think about how inflation will change your life, your savings, your retirement plans? Remember inflation in Zimbabwe, Argentina, the Weimar Republic? Put another way, who cares if your investments go up 10%, but you lose 40% of your purchasing power? Gold is the only monetary asset as no one else's liability. Gold still buys the same amount of stuff it always did. Gold does not require trust in a third party. You can possess it in your hand. You can take it with you. Gold is real money. Gold is honest money. My name is Daniel Larson from Midas Resources. To find out how you can protect your savings and roll over your IRA funds into precious metals accounts, please call me at 800-686-2237, extension 134. That's 800-686-2237, extension 134. 800-686-2237, extension 134. To thank you for being a loyal listener, we have a limited time freebie offer for you. Claim your free heirloom tomato seeds, just pay shipping, right now at 123freeseeds.com. These aren't ordinary seeds. These are heirloom, non-genetically modified super seeds that are open-pollinated and can be grown, harvested, and replanted endlessly. These survival seeds are actually more valuable than gold in a crisis. Go to 123freeseeds.com and you can get an airtight storage packet of 150 super seeds free while supplies last to say thank you for being a loyal listener. First come, first served. Just cover shipping. Go to 123freeseeds.com now to see if your free heirloom seeds are still available. That's 123freeseeds.com. It's no secret that silver is one of the oldest known natural antibiotics, but the mainstream media will never tell we the people this information. Why? Many drug companies and politicians have dangerous alliances that manipulate the way we live by prescribing drugs that only manage disease, keeping us dependent on big pharma. And with Obamacare at our doorstep, we are now forced into a system that many of us do not want any part of. And no man or government has the right to dictate how we as free people choose to take care of our health. The patriots at utopiasilver.com hold this 
this truth dear. Colloidal and ionic silver supplements from utopiasilver.com open the door to a whole new world of natural healing for the body and the mind. Visit utopiasilver.com and discover the safe and effective health benefits of colloidal and ionic silver. Call 888-213-4338. 888-213-4338. And talk to the patriots at utopiasilver.com, a leading source of natural healing using colloidal silver, colloidal gold, minerals, vitamins, and herbs. Utopiasilver.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Chris is being assimilated by a skinwalker right now. I hesitate to say what he's going to look like when this comes out. If his book doesn't get out very quickly here, if I don't finish what I'm doing for him with the page layout. I'm going to be skinwalker and all over your ass, Gene. <laughs> Ryan Skinner joins us. Ryan, let me just ask you here, because you're giving us feelings. It's interdimensional. It's an ancient phenomenon or ancient phenomena. It's not psyops. Why do you have these feelings? Because they strike me as subjective, unless you have some solid evidence to point to. Well, I guess I'm kind of ruling out the military or a human aspect to it as balls of light. As humans, we don't uh, turn into wolves. I, I guess I'm just having a hard time. I don't believe in magic, but I, I do subscribe to there could be other other life forms out there that we're just not familiar with. Um, whatever these things are, they appear to they're appearing and disappearing. And the more I read about string theory. Um, quantum physics, and especially anything related to a higher dimension. Uh, as three-dimensional beings, what, what we would see from, from our perspective would be these blobs of light that, would, uh, that we, we would only see a three-dimensional representation of a four-dimensional creature as it slips into our reality, and then as it slips back out into a higher dimension, it would uh, appear to vanish right in front of us. And the balls of light uh, fit that as well. Also, a, a shadow to a four-dimensional creature would appear as a three-dimensional shadow, just as if we are three-dimensional um, entities. You know, and you look at our shadow, it's a two-dimensional uh, flat representation on the ground. But to a fourth-dimensional creature, it would, be, it would have substance, similar to the, uh, that whirlwind of uh, black mass that I saw that formed the wolf itself. So that's why I'm, I'm leaning towards a dimensional aspect to this. And I think even Kelleher and Colm um, hint to that, especially with the the physics, the scientists on their team. Most of them are theoretical physicists, and and I think it's Hal Puntif, especially, uh, discusses at at nauseum. He, he's pretty familiar with both quantum physics and uh, dimensional aspects to that. So if you look at the characters on the Bigelow team, it encourages me to believe this has a dimensional rationale to it. Well, the one thing I can see here is that Bigelow has government contacts. If this was a PSYOP operation, wouldn't they quietly say, hey, lay off. This is not really anything you need to get involved in. Yeah, well, yeah. why would these rumors swirl that, that they're working together, that they're contracted with Bigelow to study what's going on out there? Why would they be studying themselves? Or, or what is the purpose of even having... Whatever was happening out there was occurring before Terry Sherman, before Bigelow, before the Shermans... Um, the Myers were, from what I understand, the original family out there, and this was happening to them in the 60s and earlier. So 
it's just uh, I'm having a hard time believing the, the government conspiracy angle of it. Well, that, that raises a point here. And this is a, a, another question by Steve C. And he, he points out that Frank Salisbury commented in a uh, new edition of his book, uh, the, great, the Great Utah UFO Display, which he re-released about three or four years ago. And he says that he talked to the previous residents, the Myers, and they said that there were not any incidents at all at their ranch for the 50 years that they lived there, and that it is not the center of paranormal activity in the Uinta Basin. I argue that is the one I, – I like, I like Frank, and I've talked to Frank before – but uh, that one part of his story, I just I have a real big problem with because I've talked to the neighbors that knew the Myers, and they said that that's not true. What Frank said, Frank came in there with an agenda, and he wanted to dispel the belief that there. That's what they told me. That's what uh, two of the neighbors told me that when they were interviewed by Frank, that he was coaxing them into, uh, or that he already came in with a bias on that topic. Based on my conversations with. Um, Two of the neighbors, the Garcias, and uh, there's also another Myers. They said that they were on the ranch when, and they knew the previous owners, and that the previous owners would huddle together in the family room for protection, as these golf ball-sized balls of light would fly through the house, uh, scaring the bejesus out of the family. And they would even padlock all their their not their dresser drawers and their I don't know all the different drawers because they would fly open with poltergeist-like activity that, that was just terrified. That this family was terrified by something that was occurring there. Well, uh, David Perkins, who was the last person to actually uh, officially interview Terry Sherman, but just uh, days before he signed a non-disclosure agreement and started working for Bigelow, his article is called A Ranch from Hell. I, I really recommend it. It's got some pretty bizarre stuff in there. But one of the things he pointed out was very interesting that when you go into the ranch house— there are locks on all the doors, and the locks are on the inside, and as you, as you progress into the house, they all lead to a, a hallway in the middle of the house, which can be locked from both ends. And then if you open the closet door and get in, there's a lock inside the closet so that you could lock yourself in the closet. <laughs> now, there's something wrong there, obviously. And uh, I, I just have a, a hard time believing that uh, someone would just do that um, as a some sort of a panic room or something, uh, unless they, they really had reason to be in a place of fear. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Those were the stories conveyed to me. And, and these were people that had worked on their ranch before the Shermans bought it. And uh, What about the, uh, the, the thing what? that... Kelleher and Nat point out that any time Terry started digging on the ranch or disturbing mm. the actual ground, that that he he seemed to think that that would stir up activity and things would start to happen almost as a reaction to uh, to digging uh, on the property. See, see, some of these rumors have substance, and others and others don't. You know, it, it's such a fascinating field. Uh, that story always intrigued me as well. You know, is there some sort of underground base and that's why they're not allowed to dig or is there alien artifacts? Um, there, there's a more mundane answer to that question. And it's, and this is also from talking to the neighbors and people that had, uh, had been caretakers on the ranch before the Shermans. And what they told me is that the, I don't know if it was the Myers, maybe it was the Myers that they had buried their, grandchild or some some child was buried on the ranch you know the it, back then i guess it was commonplace that you would bury your children or a loved one on your own property instead of at a cemetery 
And that area of the ranch, um, they, that's exactly why they told the Shermans that they weren't allowed to dig in that, that quadrant of the ranch at all, because they didn't want to dig up one of their relatives or have one of their relatives dig up, dug up one day. Yeah, that'd be rough. Oh, my God, there's Grandpa Joe. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> that would be terrible. There's stories, there's stories that on the ridge line, a lot of the Utes, uh, the, there's some buried Indians, I guess, on the ridge line. There's well, I've heard that, a, too. A graveyard on I've the heard that, too. Well, uh, let's get to another question. Uh, this, again, is from Oakenwolf. And uh, he asked, do you, do you feel like something is there that's being heavily guarded for one reason or another? And that's why the activity that uh, you have experienced and others is manifesting. Is there some sort of uh, reason to guard something there? And if so, what do you think it is? Hold that answer, Ryan, and yeah. we'll pick up on it in our next segment. Okay? The book, again, is Skinwalker Ranch, Path of the Skinwalker. And before we let Ryan Skinner go, he'll tell you how to get a copy of the book for your very own. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Headlines, suspensions, FCC investigations. That's man cow for you. Hear him here. GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com Hi, this is Steve Sanchez, and based on a recent study, it was found that 57 million Americans had legal issues over the last 12 months, but only 60% of those studied sought out the services of a lawyer. Why? In a nutshell, affordability. While well, my friends at Legal Shield have created a solution that can help you not if, but when you need an attorney. For as little as $17 per month, Legal Shield will provide you unlimited access to qualified attorneys at an accomplished law firm for advice and counsel on legal issues no matter how serious or trivial. For over 40 years and with 1.4 million families across North America, Legal Shield can help you, the loyal GCN listener. Representatives are standing by now to answer your questions, so call them now at 1-855-340-SAVE. That's 1-855-340-7283 or visit them at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. 
American gardeners and fellow patriots make the right choice with your money, time, and your family food supply. Choose 100% pure heirloom seeds in the Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com. Why spend more? The Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com is only $37.95 and includes 20 varieties of pure, hardy, easy-to-grow heirloom seeds. Yes, only $37.95. That's 70% less than our competitors. You could buy three Survival Seed Vaults for less than one of theirs. The Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com includes detailed planting and seed saving instructions and ship same day plus all orders over $49 ship free mypatriotsupply.com is american owned by patriots like you passionate about freedom and preparedness call now 866-229-0927 that's 866-229-0927 or discover more emergency preparedness items when you order at mypatriotsupply.com choose the original choose the survival seed vault at mypatriotsupply.com These days, so many suffer from heartburn, stomach ulcers, and acid reflux. And most never realize it is the high acidity within the body that causes their discomfort. While selective diet choices can help, AlkaVision Plasma pH drops can really make a change. A few drops added to water can optimize your body's pH level, ridding you of harmful waste and acid, promoting health, and restoring vibrance and energy. Healthy pH levels make all the difference. High acidity can also cause depression, insomnia, and irritability. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops bring you vital balance that can be truly life-changing. Alkalizing boosts immune response, reduces headaches and cramping, and even helps prevent bone loss. This is simple science that helps your body do what's natural. Order your AlkaVision pH Drops for just $29.95 at AlkaVision.com, A-L-K-A-Vision.com, or call 800-518-7615. Alkalize your body, supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com. Hi, my name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. So questions from our listeners at forum.theparacast.com asking various things of Ryan Skinner. So Ryan, you had the question in our last segment. What's the answer? It's another good question. I have a from speaking with Chip and from speaking with others out there, it's a common question that I ask quite a bit and I get a kind of vague answers to. The one answer I've heard, which I think is kind of to lead me off the wrong track, is that they're actually trying to protect the the people going on to the ranch from getting hurt so that Bigelow and company aren't sued by some sort of lawsuit of someone, you know, some silly investigator falling off, <laughs> like in my case, falling off the cliff and suing Bigelow. Or, uh, or possibly from the phenomena itself, uh, from harming some, one of the people out there, one of these curious bystanders. You know, the, this isn't uh, whatever's out there is very real, and we don't know its intentions. But uh, if I if I read between the lines, and from what I've heard quite a bit, is that there is another intelligence out there. Um, the guards are aware of it, as, as are the researchers. I don't know if they fully understand what it is 100%, but uh, it has a job to do out there. And whatever it's doing out there, they don't want to have it disturbed. And I think, uh, I think there's a fear, a fear that if too many prying eyes start meddling out there, that whatever, whatever's happening will move on to another location. Well, that would actually be probably a good thing <laughs> in light of some of the uh, rumors that have surfaced over the years, including the rumor of 
that was first reported by Jack Sarfati back in 2002, yeah. I believe, of, uh, of actual deaths occurring to personnel stationed out at the ranch. Uh, he tried uh, his darndest, and I did as well, after being inadvertently told of Sarfati's interest in this particular rumor. Jack Sarfati is a theoretical physicist, uh, is quite well known in kind of esoteric uh, defense uh, scientific circles. Uh, he's quite a wild character in many ways. Uh, <laughs> I've tried to get him on the show a number of times to talk to him, but uh, he always has an excuse. But uh, Sarfati mentioned that uh, there were one, possibly two deaths out there, and the word mutilation was bannered about. Since then, we've broached the subject, uh, I think, in our first uh, go-around, but uh, this is a rumor that, that, that refuses to, uh, to go away. And every time it comes up, uh, people involved in this particular case almost go apoplectic uh, in, in backpedaling in denial that anything like this ever happened or, or how could you possibly cover something like that up of people actually being killed out there? Well, where do you come down on this, Ryan? You and I have talked about this uh, from time to time. Uh, what's your latest thinking on the rumor that possibly during the summer of 1999, uh, one or more deaths occurred out there? I think there's something to the rumor. I don't know at this point 100% what that something is. Um, again, it, it still is a rumor. Uh, recent information was shared with me that I, I don't know how reliable the source is, but, but the story I was told is that... Uh, whatever these entities are, that they do have this portal technology. That's that's how they kind of slip into our world. For whatever reason, I think it has something to do with the power lines or something to do with the geomagnetism or whatever at the ranch. Their technology doesn't work 100% as it should. And as a result, in this one particular case, uh, this portal was opened and it was opened instead of on the ground for these entities to spill out and do whatever they, they do out there. This was opened directly above the heads of one of the guards. And this creature, this, I don't know, tall, bulky creature, fell out of it onto the ground. And it, that was, I guess, some sort of mistake on their whoever they are, their technology. So as it falls out, it almost falls into the lap of one of the guards. These guards, again, are these ex, uh, ex-military trained, trained people who have seen action overseas and and uh, their reaction, I mean, was beyond startled at that point. It's already a pretty scary place being out there. And then when this thing falls out on top of you and you're, you're, told, to, you're told to look out for these things out here and to, to record them and it falls on top of your lap, uh, I guess his reaction was one of panic and he must have reverted to his military training. And this is a story that was told to me. I'm not saying it's true. I don't know. But uh, I guess he opened fire on the, the entity and as a result was, was killed by it. And, uh, oh, man, that would be the a, end of a bad day, boy. And, and the whole thing was kind of over, I guess, a, a misunderstanding and a miscalculation on, on their part. This wasn't even supposed to happen uh, yeah. with it falling on them. Well, I, I think uh, that's, a, that's a good point that you bring up, that, the, that whatever these, this energy or entities or whatever you want to call them, tag you want to put on them, uh, they aren't in complete control. Terry mm-hmm. told me a story that blew my mind. Uh, he said that one of the portals opened up uh, right out in front of the ranch house, and this, you know, he's seen this a number of times, and these these triangular craft would kind of float through very slowly, and then the portal would close and the craft would fly off. Well, he said they must have had a rookie pilot because <laughs> I think it was the last time that he had seen one of these portals. It opened up, it's about 100 feet up, 
And one of these craft came shooting through and took off, sheared off the tops of his cottonwood trees, which were really tall trees. And he said, see all those branches over there? <laughs> it sheared off the tops of that tree. And sure enough, there was these, you know, dead branches on the ground there below the tree. That, and I looked up and there, there was a nice, uh, neat sort of slash at the top of the trees there that had uh, been sheared off. Now, for him to climb up there and do that and then claim that some UFO had done it, uh, I think is, is highly improbable. So he, he, he thought that the person that was piloting this or the entity or whatever you want to call it violated their normal standard operating procedure. Instead of floating through, he came shooting through. And uh, he said they must not have had brakes or something because it, it sheared off the tops of my trees. Now, who would come up with a story like that? I mean, to me, it, it just it's, – it's pretty mind-boggling. Actually, when you, when you start cross-referencing a lot of these accounts uh, that have cropped up over the years. Yeah, speak of cross-referencing, the, uh, I spoke with Junior Hicks, actually. I think it might have been three or four years ago. I had a meeting with him. And he told me when he sat down and talked to Bigelow that Bigelow told him that these, these entities um, do have a problem with their, somehow with their coordinates around the ranch and how they phase in, I think is the term that he used. And... Uh, as a result, the, the, some of them might uh, appear over, not directly over the ranch, but over Bottle Hollow or other parts of Fort Duchesne, and then they kind of meander, meander their way over to the ranch. So they're not, their technology or however they move is not infallible. They are, yeah. there's something unique about the area, even to them, possibly. It must be some sort of variable in the flux capacitor. <laughs> Oh, yes, we got to watch out for those flux capacitors. They're taking over. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the, uh, the DeLorean uh, in yeah. Back to the Future. Yeah, but we all forget what happened to the real DeLorean that killed his car company. Oh, yeah. He was arrested for cocaine or something. Mm-hmm. I forget. That was unfortunate. Interesting, but it's another story we don't care about at this point. Well, I, I had a question. You're allowed. What, uh, Chris, what do you know about the fuel rods that were found on the ranch? I guess, I think Terry or, or Junior found these fuel rods and turned them over to Bigelow. I don't know if you've heard of that, that rumor or story. I've, I've, never, I've never heard them referred to as fuel rods. They, they appeared, uh, rods. I think actually one of them was found on a mutilated cow. Uh, it's some metallic rod, and um, I've inquired about that, and one version of it is it was just an old tractor part. Uh, another version is, well, they took it and tested it, and we don't know what they what they were able to determine. Um, I haven't heard of, of, of multiple objects being found, just that one. Is that, is that what you're referring to? I've never heard it referred to as a fuel rod, so I'm not sure if we're talking about the same yeah. thing. And we'll have to get the true. answer to the question of the fuel rods, whether that's a valid way to describe them. We have Ryan Skinner. The book is Skinwalker Ranch, Path of the Skinwalker. In our final segment, he'll tell you how to get a copy. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. The nation's largest independently owned and operated talk radio network. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. 
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com radio. DreamHost.com radio. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for under $30,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet under $30,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866 91 Steel. Lock in your price now. Take delivery in spring. 866 91 Steel. That's 866 917 8335. If you owe the IRS back taxes, listen carefully. Sweeping changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever eliminate their tax debts once and for all. And now, thanks to Dan Pillow, you can get the tax help you need to end your tax nightmare. Hi, I'm Dan Pillow. I've helped thousands of people reduce or eliminate tax debts they couldn't pay. And after more than 30 years of experience dealing with the IRS, I can tell you there's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. With the IRS's new policies, it's easier than ever to put your tax debt behind you once and for all. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. Call 800-346-6829. Learn how I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. Or go to my website, TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com. Ouch! My back is out again. Hi, Dr. Ortman with Wellspring Spinal Care. If you're experiencing neck, mid, or lower back pain, this information is for you. One of the complaints that I hear is patients receive their typical adjustment, only having to repeat them as the pain returns. Putting the bones back in place is only half of the battle. At Wellspring Spinal Care, we have the entire solution. We use the NUCA approach, utilizing three-dimensional x-rays and gentle touch technology to deliver specific correction. We then design a custom nutritional supplement program which provides essential nutrients targeting the areas of concern. With a NUCA approach and proper nutrition, you'll be on your way to a faster and more permanent recovery. To get you on the road to wellness, visit DrOrtman.com. That's DrOrtman.com. Or call us today, 952-303-9124. That's 952-303-9124. Wellspring Spinal Care. Chiropractic done right.
Hello, this is Rosemary Ellen Guiley, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Skinwalkers, Rods, what's going to come up next? With Gene and Chris, Ryan Skinner, you have a response to Chris's comment in the previous segment? My memory is a little shaky about the topic, but I did bring it up to Junior, and I thought it was Junior him. I can't remember. Do you, do you remember who found the rods? Was it Junior that found the rods, or, or was it Terry? I, I thought it was Terry, Rod. but Junior was I think uh, that's, called that's what out it was. there. That's what it was. That's exact. Now I remember it. Yeah. Terry found it and I think he turned it over to Junior. And, and then uh, somehow Bigelow ended up with it. Uh, and they Junior tested gave it. it to Bigelow. Yeah. And but, of course, but we'll what's probably never, never see the results of no. that testing process. No, we'll never. But what was interesting from uh, speaking with, with Junior was that he said he brought it back to his workshop and uh, you know, he tried chiseling at it, he tried breaking it or breaking off a little piece. There was nothing he could do to, to put a dent or a scratch into, into whatever this this object was and but he did put um some sort of battery tester on each end and i guess uh the amount of it, it was giving off an electric charge and that kind of fascinated him so he uh he took a butane again my memory is a little shaky on this but he, i think he took a butane torch onto the onto the rod to see if he could melt off a piece or somehow affect it and he said it uh it glowed red hot but then he accidentally brushed his arm against it. Something came up, returned, and put his arm onto the spot where he had just heated up. And he said it was cold to the touch. Uh, wow! I'm not sure what any of that, that means, Boy, but it, that, it that was be, giving off. It was I would love to energy. see the results of the test after hearing that. Wow! Yeah, so he, he was absolutely fascinated by this thing, and and he told uh, immediately told Bigelow and team about it, and they asked to see it, and he turned it over to them, and was told that he would get it back in a week or two after they ran some tests on it. And uh, a week or two passed, they didn't contact him, so he, he contacted them directly and was told, uh, again, don't quote me verbatim because it's, it's been a while since he told me this story, but something to the effect of that it was just a, an insulation to a insulation piece to like a power line or a transformer or something. And, and nothing, or, or perhaps it was what, what you had described, Chris, and, and nothing that he should be concerned about and, you know, just trash. And that he wouldn't be getting it back. And he said, well, he'd like it back anyway. You know, regardless, whatever whatever conclusion they came up with, he still wanted it back, he told them. And uh, they kept uh, putting him up, putting him in off, excuse me, putting him off. And he, he never was uh, returned that item. And I guess that's kind of what started some cracks in their relationship, is what he told me between himself. Because he was an advisor um, in the beginning to Bigelow. Right. And, and at the end, he wasn't even allowed on the ranch. Yeah, Junior Hicks, for you new listeners, uh, is a longtime investigator researcher in Utah and was one of the uh, part- investigative partners to Frank Salisbury and was very involved in the investigations that ended up being published in the great Utah UFO display, which is about the Uinta Basin uh, uh, UFO activity in the late 60s all through the 70s. One of the most amazing uh, cases uh, that I can recall uh, coming or in word of a case coming out of the ranch was the uh, was the mutilated calf that um, I mentioned in my new book Stalking the Herd. Uh, this calf was mutilated in broad daylight, um, less than a quarter mile from 
Carrie and his wife, as they were in the same pasture as the mother and the calf, and they had just checked it uh, minutes before, went down to check the next mama and baby. When they came back, the, the calf had been torn apart and carefully laid down the ground, including the eyeball, I think. Uh, is mm-hmm. you know, The photograph in your book points out the eyeball, one of the eyeballs was left behind on the ground. That, that to me, is, is, is probably one of the most um, amazing uh, cattle mutilation accounts that I, I'm personally aware of, and I'm aware of <laughs> quite a number of them. And, uh, and I think that may have the, uh, the shortest time frame between seeing an animal alive and then seeing it dead, because we're talking less than 20 minutes. Um, this was able to happen in broad daylight in the same pasture as the, as the rancher. And, uh, and of course with Bigelow's, uh, resources, uh, he flew up a, a crack team of investigators and uh, George Knapp, a reporter. They flew up on his private jet and were there that same afternoon and did a complete uh, you know, field investigation with a veterinary pathologist on site. Uh, that, that to me is absolutely drop-dead amazing. And uh, I would like to know more about the results of the forensic tests that were done on the animal. Uh, it's, I think it's of paramount importance. Uh, that I think that they did share that. Pardon me? I think they did share that. I think NIDS did share that information. I think I, I have a link to that, actually. I have that archived file where they, they discussed the, the autopsy and some of the unique chemical compounds they found on the cattle. Really? Um, I, I don't have a copy yeah. of that. Yeah, it's on, the, it's on my website. That. Wow. That's really good to know because I, I have never seen that, uh, to my knowledge. And, and if I did, I, I, I'm amazed that I forgot. It's some sort of like knockout chemical that they, that you would use to... I think almost like a painkiller is what fascinated me the most. Which what, you know, like this, ketamine? Like I, horse tranquilizer? Yes, yeah, that's not it, but it was it was similar to that, a familiar chemical to uh, veterinarians, I guess. Well, looks like I'm going to have to go back. Which is aliens are using that. I'm going to have to go back and amend that chapter, Gene. <laughs> which chapter is this, Chris? This would be in the 90s chapter, uh, chapter uh, 8. Okay, that's the one I'm currently working on. Ladies and gentlemen. You have to realize how current the work is on this book, Stalking the Herd by Chris O'Brien. I mean, as we speak, as he was talking here, I'm going back and forth for the book to see things that I had to correct for Chris. And, you know, it's told multitasking, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. No, okay, Ryan, we only have a, about three minutes left. I'm going to ask you, first of all, before we talk about anything else, it's not a big book, it's 122 pages. It's an ebook, right, Ryan? It's an ebook. It's also a. I have a paperback version of the book, and within a week, I will have the audio version completed. I have a, a narrator that, pretty professional narrator that took care of the audio version of the book, and, and I'm working on the final edits of that right now, actually. Okay, where do we get a copy? Amazon.com. Search for Skinwalker Ranch or Path of the Skinwalker, or even my name, Ryan Skinner. Uh, you'll come up with the book. Do you have a website our listeners can check out? I do. Skinwalkerranch.com and .org. Either one. Oh, you got those names. Uh-huh. They can't take them from you now. <laughs> you were lucky. Those. Yeah. What's the difference between .org and .com? Are, are they two separate sites? or? Well, I, I was just surprised that .com became available, so I immediately grabbed that. But I started out with .org initially. Right. So that when I... So either one will lead you to the site. Either one. 
Correct. It's the same website. I, I do recommend the site if you're interested in this case. I think Ryan has done an admirable job. Uh, with some problems along the way over the years of hackers and other things. Uh, but if you're interested in, in that, also uh, uh, Dave Rosenberg, what was it, Rosenthal, Rosenberg? Rosenfeld. Rosenfeld. He, he also um, has some information on his site. But Ryan is, uh, has got the go-to site on this particular ongoing amazing case, and it is, boy, I'll tell you. So at this stage in 2014, we never reach the end of it, do we? So when you are in your 70s, you'll still be searching for the conclusion of this mystery? Well, I hope to have, have I hope by then to have it answered. Really feel within my lifetime, I am going to get some sort of answer to all this, if, if not, uh, <laughs> hopefully way before I'm, I'm 70 years old. <laughs> well, Chris and I have been following UFOs and stuff for uh, more than a few decades, and I have a little less time than Chris does, hour or two less, <laughs> I would expect. And I wonder whether I'll be there when and if we find a solution to the mystery. Chris will be. I know that. All right. And Chris's book, by the way, is called Stalking the Herd. It's going to be the encyclopedia here. It's going to be an encyclopedia. It's one huge book. It's got amazing information. And order it before they increase the price. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because I have a feeling they're going to. You it's going to go up uh, considerably with a 600-plus page count. <laughs> Jesus. You can find us on Twitter. We're known as The Paracast. Once again, we are The Paracast on Twitter. I understand we're also being heard in Knoxville, Tennessee, on a radio station there. I'll get you more information about that next week. How about that? You also can check out our forums at forum.theparacast.com. And we have a place there called The Question Bank where you are able to interact with our guests. Ryan Skinner, author of Skinwalker Ranch, Path of the Skinwalker. Thanks for joining us this week on the Paracast. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure talking to you guys. The Paracast. Featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>